2: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
3: Rick, Jill, and Smokestack Having fun with the world gone crazy.
4: Yeah, because uh, I moved 14 times in my radio career, and every time I went to a different city, the first thing I did was challenge the dancing laws in town. Well, you got to. They're just outdated. (laughs) <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, you know, we're going to need some special music for this. Let me uh let me cue that up. Here we go. Special? Yeah. Oh. This is about Trump and the Georgia case. This is where they're trying to an- criminally convict him for messing with the election basically. You know, making a phone call in Georgia saying, "Hey, you got to find more votes." Now, in New York, the one who wants to become a hero is Letitia James. She's the one that's the uh, DA up there, and she's focused her entire career, got elected just because she promised everybody she's going to get Trump. Mm-hmm. That's falling apart. But in Georgia, she's even more dedicated to getting Trump. They all want to be heroes to the, to the left. Her name is Miss Willis. Okay. DA Fannie Willis. Okay. Fannie Fanny in her, in her office has a ton of lawyers. A lot of them are qualified to prosecute this case. Right. But she decided to go outside of her office to get a lawyer. Who's talking about Willis? Okay. Who's <laughs> talking about Willis? Right, Who's we'll, talking about Willis? All right, Woolis. all right, I'll tell We're you. Who's talking about Willis? So it turns out she went outside her office to get a guy by the name of Nathan Wade. Mm. He's gonna be her special prosecutor in this case. This is a RICO case. I explained that to you before. They use this against mobsters a lot to get the top guy. You know? So, Trump and 18 others are facing this uh, court headed up by Fannie Willis. And now, Nathan Wade, the special prosecutor. There's only one little problem that arised yesterday. Uh Uh-oh. Nathan Wade is a married man. He has children, Mm -hmm. a wife, probably an incredibly large and beautiful suburban home somewhere in Alpharetta, Georgia, Roswell, who knows. He's having an affair with Fannie Willis.
2: What? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Wait. Oh,
4: yeah. They've been doing it for a while now. How do you get know? And it came to light. Yeah, so she forego her staff in her office to get the guy that she's sleeping with, banging to be the special prosecutor in this case. And there's more. He did it despite Wade having no experience in handling the biggest case in Fulton County history. He's never actually prosecuted a felony RICO case in his life. The lie detector test determined that was a lie. It's a fat ethical problem for Fannie Willis. Oh, now this is the Journal Constitution because I know I'll get an email.
5: How yeah, do you have any sources about
4: you? are Just a big racist, okay? I guess the Atlanta Journal Constitution staff are racist too. Here's what they read: District Attorney Fannie Willis improperly hired an alleged romantic partner to prosecute Donald Trump and financially benefited from their relationship. Oh yeah, no, no, this gets even better. I, 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 I. <laughs> According to the court motion filed Monday, which argued the criminal charges in this case were unconstitutional, the bombshell public filing alleged that Special Prosecutor Nathan Wade, a private attorney, <laughs> well. Ready? Uh-huh. Paid for lavish vacations he took with Fannie Willis using the Fulton County Funds' as law firm received. No. County records show that Wade, who has played a prominent role in the election interference case, has been paid nearly $654,000 in legal fees since January 22nd. Wow. The DA... Fanny Willis, who's the one going on vacation with him and mounting him, authorized those expenses. You can't make this crap up! Wow. Oh, my gosh. You can't make this up! You,
0: you believe that you are special,
6: that somehow the rules do not apply to you. Obviously, you are mistaken.
4: The Atlanta Journal Constitution says the district attorney and the special prosecutor suffer from irreparable conflicts of interest. You think? Wow. Irreparable. You can't repair them. Yeah, so the court filing just happened. We'll see when this case blows up today or tomorrow. Wow. I'm telling you, man. Wow. Is it all like House of Cards, like that, where it's just these people? Super secret
6: underhand dealings and nobody ever finds out later?
4: I don't know, but the fervor, the 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 need to to get this guy not to run for president is beyond anything I ever expected. It's really out of control. I mean here's another example. Whoopi Goldberg. Now you gotta understand something about the View. It's an ABC news organization. The View is labeled under their website as a news organization. According to who? Whoopi Goldberg, the millionaire TV host, movie star is now a political pundit, according to ABC News' website. She is? Yeah. Now, she came on yesterday and said she was irate that poor people would dare to be upset about having to pay high prices for basic goods and vote against President Biden because of that. She told them to ignore the inflation and suggested the most important thing right now is that if President Trump becomes president again... They would all be living in internment camps.
5: I'm not kidding. This is ABC News. Because that's really what's at stake. You worried that you can't pay your bill? Wait till the other guy becomes president and you won't have to worry about it because you'll be in some camp somewhere. Because that's his promise. His promise to us is he's going to force people to do his bidding. That's what he said. I'm, with this, I'm going to be good on day one, and I'm going to turn into this other person. Go f- yourself. It's amazing. It's
4: it's it's literally um, insanity. It's a literally insanity situation here with these people. They're losing their minds now. Why would they be losing their minds? Joe brings this up all the time, right? Yeah. What are they? What are the? What, what is? What is at stake? Because you know they don't. They're not worried about democracy. Hell, they're shutting down democracy to save democracy. Mm-hmm. But I mean. What are they really worried about? All these people, the news uh-huh. organizations, the politicians. What are they? And I'm including Republicans in there. What are they so worried about about Trump? Because they know he could win. But what are they worried about? Well, that if he, he wins? knows a lot
7: of information that they don't want out.
4: He can expose a whole bunch of people. It's 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 a, what they're doing. These people. I look at a, it's a thiefdom. This entire organ, mm-hmm. the government and the media, are. In cahoots, this is a thiefdom. Their sole purpose is to retain power forever, make as much money as they can, because that's what that is. That is a money factory. Mm -hmm. You don't really have to do any work. It just pours in. Yeah. And they don't want that to end. They don't want their thiefdom to end. So Trump comes in there and starts messing, poking the beehive. Mm -hmm. That's what they don't want to have happen. Now, back to Whoopi for just a second. I don't know if you remember this. This is a few months ago. She's talking about Jill Biden. Dr. Jill Biden is a doctor of education, barely. But She she has
7: her doctorate. In education, yeah, in education. Called doctor.
4: Yeah, same way I'm Professor Smokestack. She's a doctor. This is how profoundly stupid these people are on the View, and people watch this and and believe
7: what they say. They get their
4: news from here. I know. Ready? How she wants someone to be the
8: Surgeon General who might not be qualified for that position. Let's take a look i'm
0: hoping yeah.
5: dr jill becomes a surgeon general his wife.
0: yeah, joe,
5: Biden. joe biden's wife because she you know she he would never do it but she, she yeah she's a hell of
4: a doctor she's a hell of a doctor she knows her whoopee got her her whoopee checked by her she's not a
5: doctor she's an amazing doctor
4: is she she's she i need a doctor she's a brain surgeon
5: uh, she's a I doctor just, and PhD. Yeah. yeah, I could be wrong. Be I, just, yeah. I, was, I think I, she, uh, she's, she's uh, a teacher, but... You know. She just threw it out there. She's a, she see just it?
7: said it just because yeah. she had nothing else to say. And She's in, a great
6: doctor. She gave me physical, my colonoscopy, everything. Fantastic doctor. <laughs>
7: and even Sunny. And, you know, Sunny is just always full of you-know-what. But she even came out and was like, well, she's... um. um
5: don't look... T- okay, not, stop. I, I mean, ma- I can now see... You're, now you're looking stupid. You know, might might be good for Betsy DeVos's post. Yeah.
8: Yes. <laughs> so Jill Biden Awkward. has no medical experience at all. At all. Um, and the New York Times believes that that is America's most important political talk show.
4: Really? <laughs> really? Wow. How much does
6: it cost for us to be labeled the most important talk show by the New York Times?
4: What, what do they You just have to lie all day and be on the left. And they make oh. millions. Michelle Obama's terrified. I don't know if you know that.
7: You know, I saw that interview and I was like,
5: okay, calm yeah.
4: down. She's like terrifying. And here's here's her reasoning. She says, this is, the, uh, this is terrifying.
5: I am terrified yeah. about what could possibly happen because our leaders matter. Who we select, who speaks for us, who holds that bully pulpit. It affects us in ways that I, sometimes I think people take for granted. You know, the fact that people think that government, eh, you know... It's, it's it does it really even do anything? And I'm like, oh my God, does government do everything for us and we cannot take this democracy for granted?
4: Government does everything for us. This is their dream. Mm-hmm. you You gotta understand Both the Obamas, Barack and Michelle are communists. They want government to do and control everything. They Obama grew up with that in his head. He was that was ingrained in his mind. He hung around with ins, real insurrectionists.
7: I, I feel like that was a little bit of uh, attempted brainwashing there, because the more she says it. People love her for some reason, and the people that love her will believe anything that comes out of her mouth. So I feel like if she keeps saying that, people will go, yes, yes,
4: she's believe. A, she's a better race baiter than her husband. Her husband started this whole thing. We, this country has gone a, come a long way. It's funny, Martin Luther King Day is Monday. Martin Luther King would have been happy of our progress back a few years ago before Obama was in office. When Obama came in office, it all started the dividing. The dividing. We must divide us by races. Because he wanted this country conquered. He had two things in mind, communism and race wars. That's what Obama was about. If you don't believe me, read it. He'll tell you himself. And Michelle here is just as good as he is at race baiting. Here she goes.
5: This is is about BLM. They're stoking fears about black and brown Americans, lying about how minorities will destroy the suburbs, whipping up violence and intimidation. And they're pinning it all on what's been an overwhelmingly peaceful movement. Really? Where are you at? Maybe right. in your mansion behind your brick walls with your security. Let me give you a
4: little, uh, just a, yeah, a little contrast, a little comparison to Jan 6, which is supposedly the worst thing that's ever happened, where no police officers died, except for one person who was a Trump supporter that was unarmed, a mother who tried to make it into the Capitol building and a Secret Service agent shot her point blank in cold blood. and Nothing happened to him. Here's about BLM back in 2020. More than 2,000 police officers injured. 574 were declared riots of the incidents. With violence and criminal acts included, at least 25 Americans were killed during the protests and political unrest in 2020 at the hands of BLM. In total, more than 624 arsons were committed. 97 police vehicles were burnt. Looting was uh, uh, 2,385 incidents of looting reported in 10 weeks one billion plus riot damage is the most expensive in history, according to the insurance companies. You can see it for yourself. But all the U.S. Democrats are focused on is Jan 6. There's no investigation regarding BLM in 2020 when they destroyed this country. Thank you, Michelle Obama. Do
6: you think that the country will see the first, the United States will see the first gay president or the
0: first woman well, we president? We already
9: have it with Obama. So let's just calm down. Got it. You know, Michelle is a trans I'm sorry she's a what a transgender we all know oh my gosh oh gosh
5: it's okay
4: (laughs) I love her man she's the best (laughs) even though her face didn't move very much Nearly a dozen people were arrested as part of a multi-agency investigation into two separate drug trafficking organizations. Sheriff Grady Judd said yesterday the two investigations resulted in the arrest of 10 men and one woman who were involved in trafficking multiple kilos of fentanyl and cocaine. Whoa. Yeah,
2: Grady? Here's what it's about. It's about guns and dope. Uh Uh-huh. The fentanyl's coming from Mexico to Polk County. The cocaine, we believe, is coming from Puerto Rico to Polk County. Now, when we're talking about Espinoza, I like like his picture here. You see his picture? It's grayed out. You know why it's grayed out? He's under federal indictment, and he's in custody. He's not charged with state charges, and there are rules out of Washington, D.C. that says, hey, we don't show their picture. So, I'm more than pleased to show you that the federal government in Washington, D.C., does not want you to know who's trafficking in fentanyl. That's the dumbest rule I have ever seen in my entire life.
4: Over 140,000 Americans dead, including my son, because of fentanyl. 140,000. Mm-hmm. And then like, Washington's like, don't show their picture? No. Don't what, show what their is picture.
6: That? Here's what is some- that. What, what are you afraid of? Like, somebody's going to see him?
4: Here's something more disturbing for you. Uh, we talk about the Chinese coming across the border, the, uh, pfft, the border that's wide open. And uh, I mentioned it many times. I said, it's funny, there's these uh, Chinese guys from about 20 to 24 years old, military age, with the same backpack. It's weird. Weird. Mm-hmm. Well, I was wrong. There's 31,000 of them across the border, not just a few like I thought. 31,000 in 11 months. 31,000 is the size of an enormous army 31,000 young men with pretty much the same gear have crossed the border. Chinese. Most of them just walked over and walked into the country. And we're not impeaching this president right now for dereliction of duty, for treason. We should be. You know, we're spending our time arguing with Democrats about January 6th, which has to be done. But at the same time, that pales in comparison what is going to happen here. Mm -hmm. I hate to say that, but boy, it's just 31... Anybody with any common sense can see which, what's happening. Let's say we have a problem coming. Uh, most of these Chinese nationals are reportedly claiming that they want to come to the U.S. to escape the oppressive communist regime. Or to bring it here. Yeah. Now, of course, intelligence says China has played a key role in America's open border crisis, namely by providing much of the supplies to make the fentanyl that the Mexicans put together and bring over the border. Boom. There. That Grady Judd just explained it to you. He's- Let's go to Alaska Airlines and see what the latest is.
2: Alaska Jet
5: Airliner Found a door in my backyard Oh, keeping the airplane door shut Really
0: shouldn't be that hard
4: While all the 737 MAX 9s have been grounded, uh, Alaska Airlines, of course, being the reason where that sort of door panel came off in midair at 16,000 feet, um, it... it it's amazing that nobody got killed, because uh, if the guy didn't have his seatbelt on, he would have been sucked out of the plane. The guy that was sitting right in that chair, his shirt was ripped off his back. Well, he was he was the 15-year-old, and
7: apparently he moved over when it first happened, he had ripped his shirt off of him. But people were still able to move about the cabin, which is mm-hmm. weird. I thought if you took your seatbelt off, like you, Rick, I've, I don't know much about well, it. I've only yeah, see, I thought you, know, you got sucked, sucked right out, out immediately, But apparently they were able to move rows to get them to a safer area.
4: Well, as far as decompression goes, uh, there wasn't much of an issue with that because, well, there was there was compression, but at 16,000 feet, you're just getting into the area where you need oxygen to, su- oh. to survive. You're and the just, masks did come out. Yeah, at 36,000 feet, you're dead.
7: Someone said they had just broken 10,000 feet, and that's when it all happened. It was right after they took off. Well, yeah. let me ask
6: you this, Rick, with your plain expertise. Um, if the bolts were that loose, are you still able to pressurize the cabin at no. all? Isn't there like something that goes off?
4: No, like, you couldn't pressurize the cabin. Ca- oh, if there were just isn't loose? is there like
6: alarms for that kind of stuff? Though? No. If like cabin pressure doesn't meet yes, the thing? As a
4: matter of fact, that's something good you bring, brought that up. Alarms went off three times before this happened. What? No. Oh. Nobody did anything. They thought it was a malfunction. <gasps> An alarm went off three times before it happened. I don't know what the alarm was. There, Of course, uh, this is hard to find, but uh, that actually happened. Uh, so anyway, planes are, are uh, grounded. Now, here's what we know so far. Well, right
9: now, what we do know uh, through examination is that the fittings on the top of the plug fractured, allowing the plug door to move upward and outward.
4: Okay, the guy on the news this morning, the NTSC... These guys are so full of their own... They use this verbiage. They sound very important. He said the door transported itself. Okay. Out of of the air. Transported itself? You mean was ripped off? Yeah, was basically ripped off. But what's funny is, what did she just say? She said uh, the plug door. So apparently when they... Why would they even have a door that isn't a door anymore? You think they would just... If they're not going to have the door there... Build a normal it up. framing over it and don't. Well, apparently it's a plug door.
6: So is it like a different, like. Don't know. Like a different trim of plane? You know, like uh, if you get a car right now, right, and you don't uh, cough up for the extra fog lights or something, it has a little plastic cap over the area yeah. where you would have the button. Is it like that? I, so they I, just didn't get the limited edition. They just got the base model and it comes with the plug instead of the extra door? What is it?
4: I have no idea. I'd, I never heard that phrase in my life. Let's listen to more of ABC News. <laughs> So, but 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 why were
10: they loose? Do you know anything more about about why they were loose?
9: Well, for, in this situation, the um, the fittings at the top of the door plug fractured. Uh, we don't know if the bolts were loose. We don't know if bolts were uh, uh, in there fractured or possibly the bolts weren't there at all. How much do we know about the bolts? We have to determine that back in our laboratory. <laughs>
4: the bolts weren't there at all. Isn't that great? Now, United uh, surveyed their 737 MAX 9s and found that their bolts were loose as well. And then uh, Stephanopoulos, who looks like he always has to go to the bathroom where he's got gas because he's always leaning sideways when he talks. <laughs> oh, gosh. You ever noticed that? Oh, it's his wallet. It's too thick. Is he's that what it is? Sh- yeah. yeah, he asked her if she would fly.
9: Would you feel safe flying on a Boeing MAX plane right now? I would feel safe flying. Right now, uh, our aviation system is the safest in the world. We are the global standard for uh, global gold standard for safety.
4: Well, I got to say she's right about that. So, all right, we're changing the name of the program. You ready? <gasps> ready? To what? It's a big announcement. Well, I want to thank, uh, it's funny, I want to thank, oh um, uh, God, what's his name? Joe Kelly over at WDBO. Right. He's a friend of mine. I love that guy. He's, he's tremendous. He was, he was actually in the studio in Atlanta when I worked there. Oh, really? He was a kid.
7: Oh, and he have known him for a while.
4: He's in the, well, I didn't, I forgot about him for a long, well, I you know, he was an audience member. We right. had a free for all Fridays and we would invite audience up to the station back when radio was fun. Right. We're not allowed to do that now. Wow. And uh, now he's uh, doing afternoons at WDBO. Good for him. Yeah, and he does we, a very good job. I do enjoy it. And he's a, he's a great guy. So anyway, he texted me the other day. He says, did you see this thing on Reddit? There's a thread about you.
7: So I knew there was a thread about us, I think, a couple of years a, yeah, ago. Yeah, it was a few
6: years back where somebody was like, this is can you believe the garbage on morning radio.
7: Yeah, and, and people would chime in. But when you told me that, you said, Jill, go look. So, or did you send me the link or did I go look? I, think I, I sent actually, you the link. Okay. So, um, it says listening to the Rick Stacey morning show is literal brain rot. Literal. <laughs> literal. Literal. Oh, I talked to a
4: doctor and he told me, well, there's probably no way that you could rot, actually rot somebody's brain, but apparently these people know better.
7: Well, this was only put up two days ago and we're already up to 168 comments.
4: This is on the brain rot thread? This is on the brain rot thread. <laughs> okay.
7: Um, <laughs> Someone said, I know that show spews... Do you want me to read some of these? Sure, yeah, Uh, yeah. Show spews so much hate and negativity. Every time they're screaming and whining, they grate on my nerves. Uh,
6: We do scream and whine.
7: Um, I don't (laughs) want... Well, you have to. I don't want to hear people bitching and being negative when I start my day. Well, guess what? Well, wait, it gets better. So those are like what you would think. Okay, fine, whatever. Go listen to What's Your Favorite Pizza Topping, if that's your jam. You know, that's I get it. Um... Why do they feel the need to mispronounce Kamala's name all the time?
6: <laughs> the same reason Joe Biden mispronounces everyone's name all the time.
7: <laughs> I stopped listening to Rick Stacy when he started giving out misinformation about the vaccine. Yeah,
4: oh. because you know the vaccines—if you take it, you don't you you don't spread it, and you don't get it. See, yeah, I stopped listening to Rick Stacy well before COVID. <laughs>
7: someone else said you should I would listen to Lynch and Taco Bob who are super nice guys before I've met I've met them at a a couple different meetings for like endorsements and stuff they're really nice um It said, I would listen to Lynch and Taco Bob, but they've gone, uh, it's all good on people letting them know it's okay to go maskless and unvaxxed. So that's one of those people. She probably wrote it wearing a mask in her house by herself.
6: Right, right. Um, In case the keyboard's got something on it.
7: Right, just in case. Uh, Let me see what else. My mother-in-law listens to them all the time. My coworker listens to them all the time and I have to actively not listen. Another person said, I have another coworker that listens to them all the time and I have to put in my headphones as soon as I come to work.
4: Yeah, because they might get infected.
7: Uh, Let's see what else Um, A a couple people say I haven't listened to morning radio Or I don't listen to terrestrial radio anymore I only listen to podcasts in my car
4: And then they quote everything we did
7: yesterday Right, and then they'll be like But Rick Stacey's an a-hole Yeah, yeah. No, no, brain rot I love the I love that the no, brain my, rot's pretty cool. My favorite part is when people will come on and say, I haven't listened to them in years. Yeah. They're terrible. And then, like you said, yesterday they had this... Rick went off about blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah. well, I thought you weren't...
6: Listening. ...doing the thing, <laughs> oh, but okay. It, the amount of people that just... They go right for the throat. You
1: are physically repulsive, (laughs) intellectually retarded, vulgar, insensitive, selfish, stupid. You have no taste, a lousy sense of humor, and you smell.
4: Yeah. I'll take the higher road, though. I know these are juveniles, but at the same time, I've got to say, and I've said this a million times, if all you consume is uh, ABC, NBC, CBS, Mm -hmm. TikTok, uh, Facebook, actually, they wouldn't consume Facebook. uh, The younger people, TikTok, and maybe well not X anymore but you know that realm of news that is all you yeah. know pretty much trash if you listen to that and that's what your truth is that you listen to this show you probably would respond the way they did and I've had so people I'm, 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 I'm going to take the higher road on this yeah you
7: kind of can understand where some people are coming from and we're not everybody's cup of tea I don't think we ever claim to be
4: but wait the worst is yet to come. Yeah, I cut a new promo. Oh, did you? For the show, yeah, yeah. Well, I want to be honest about yeah. everything. So, yeah. ready? Yeah. Here we go.
11: Rip out your brain and start smacking it on the kitchen counter because you still won't be stupid enough to follow The Rick Stacy Show. Specifically designed for gerbils, droolers, and the mentally impaired, The Rick Stacy Show is the fresh smell of bad breath and dog poo you need to start your daily panic attack. An assault on your ears that can only be described as garbage, on on steroids, Rick Stacy insults your intelligence with his own brand of bottom of the outhouse humor. <laughs> and takes the word jerk to a whole new level adding his disturbing personal take on dysfunctional trauma to your morning routine so if you want to barf before breakfast or show up to work dumber than when you left your house ask mommy to write down instructions on how to catch the Rick Stacy show before your mind melts into a gelatinous shuddering puddle of oily pus filled goo rick <laughs> stacy he makes you fart <laughs>
3: Morning show with Jill and Smokestack. I call that a lose lose, lose. Streaming right now on 1059 SunnyFM.com.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
12: London. For more, go to Odyssey.com/slash Taylor. Tay in the UK on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest.
3: Having fun with the world gone crazy. Why
4: do you say crazy stuff like that? Now that isn't true,
3: is it? On the Rick Stacy morning show with Jill and Smokestack.
7: And it's brought to you by All Electric Services. So Aaron Rogers spoke back out. I feel like this is such a ping-pong war. Jimmy and Jimmy Kimmel and Aaron Rodgers, if you don't know, have had beef for quite some time. And then Jimmy would say stuff about Aaron not taking the vaccine, and then Aaron would say stuff about Jimmy, and then it kind of goes back and forth, right? So Aaron Rodgers is saying that he never called Jimmy Kimmel a pedophile. If you don't know what happened on the Pat McAfee show the other day, Jimmy Kimmel, um, excuse me, Aaron Rodgers was chatting, and they were talking about Epstein's List. And he said, yeah, a lot of people probably don't want that list to come out, including Jimmy Kimmel. So Jimmy Kimmel blew up because everyone thought that what Aaron Rodgers meant by that was Jimmy Kimmel could be on the list, uh, calling him in rather a proxy type of way that he was a pedophile. So Jimmy Kimmel threatened to sue Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has since come out uh, talking about basically... He wasn't calling Jimmy a pedophile. I didn't realize this had happened, but Jimmy has called Aaron out a couple of times, not only on the vaccine, but when Aaron first started talking about Epstein's list, Jimmy would make fun of him and say, there is no list. This guy thinks there's a list with celebrities' names on it that went to Epstein Island. So what Aaron meant by that comment was, if this list comes out, I will now twice have proved Jimmy Kimmel wrong. That's what Aaron says he meant by it.
13: Unprompted, he comes out and says that I'm an overly concussed wacko. In my opinion, it seemed like because I believe that there was a list and that there were names on that. We fast forward to this last week. I'm quoting myself here. A lot of people, including Jimmy Kimmel, are really hoping that doesn't come out. End quote. I totally understand how serious an allegation of pedophilia would be. I'm not stupid enough to accuse you of that with absolutely zero concrete evidence that's ridiculous.
5: Mm.
7: Right. So then, and and, you know, Pat McAfee goes on to ask him and they were chatting and saying, what do you think about the stuff that Kimmel says about you?
13: I'm glad that Jimmy is not on the list. I really am. I don't think uh, he's the P word. It's impressive that a man who went to uh, Arizona State and has 10 joke writers can read off a prompter. So, you know, my education at JUCO and my three semesters at Cal that I'm very proud of has worked out for me. And I'm glad to see it's worked out for him as well. So I wish him the best. Again, I don't give a what he says about me. But as long as he understands what I actually said, that I'm not accusing him of being on a list, then I'm all for moving forward. <laughs> you
4: can read it 10 writers. It's true, though. It's, why, why do you think with the writer strikes on, they all go on a hiatus? Well, what yeah, was funny, right? the one thing you realized that Aaron didn't do
7: was apologize because he didn't have anything to apologize for. He said, look, back in the COVID days, Kimmel mocked me for saying stuff that actually turned out to be true. Then Roger said, there's a list somewhere with celebrity names on it, powerful people that have been to Epstein Island's. Kimmel was like, "That doesn't exist," and now that a list came out, that turned out to be true. That's all Aaron was trying to say. But this is going to keep going back and forth. I can't wait to see if Jimmy says something back to him. All right, so we talk about the lottery a lot on this show. Rick, what was the book you had after people oh win God, the lottery? I got it so Dead Long. or dead broke? Is that it? Yeah, dead or dead broke. Yeah. So I know there's been some specials about people that have won the lottery as well. I can't remember if it's on A and E or Bravo or whatever it, yeah. it is. Yeah, and a lot of the times they either wind up like you said dead or dead broke blowing all of it and they're back to zero or they, they die. Somebody kills them there's some kind of they're usually irresponsible. Fam- usually
4: family members.
7: So this is one of UK's biggest lottery winners. Burned through a mind-blowing $50 million in eight years. To me I feel like that's pretty tame seeing as this guy won $257 million. This was Euros. Uh, back in 2011. So this guy if you won let's say let's put it in in American dollars, so let's say you won two hundred fifty-seven million dollars, fifty million over eight years. I feel like that's tame.
4: Yeah, that is tame. I mean, unless you buy you know big uh, tag items like homes and stuff, which is actually a good thing; it's an investment. Yeah, um, blowing fifty million is not easy.
7: Yeah, I mean, you think you know in I mean? your mind, oh, I could go get this, 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 this. Yeah, you then know? what?
4: And then and then what? You I get mean, ten I cars. Like... You're, you What do you spend a uh, couple of million, three million, maybe on a, on a ten cars? And then what? Well, I would think. Like you said, property would take up the majority of the money. But property doesn't actually take money from you. It's an investment. And it, I
7: understand, but you're still
4: spending it to yeah, acquire yeah, the yeah. property. But it's not the frivolous spending like hookers and cocaine.
7: Well, not everybody thinks that
4: way. <laughs> Some folks do. That would be impressive. $50 million on hookers and cocaine after the nose rebuilding surgery. That person's going to wind up dead. Yeah. Probably.
7: Oh, dude. Yeah, now, this, this guy's pretty... Um, you know, pretty regular guy. He's a former cameraman. He's married to a nurse. He bought a 55 percent share in Glasgow's uh, Patrick Thistle Football Club soccer. Mm-hmm. Uh, before he died at the age of 72, he died of sepsis in 2019.
4: Um, he also but the cocaine gave him constipation. I
7: don't know that he did that those things. So you're making oh, that part up. You're of, that but,
4: rich. I mean, well, wait, why did he die of sepsis? You? you have so much money to have
7: health, you know, care. I don't know. Do you want to hear the other stuff he bought? Sure, sure, sure. He bought a Bentley. He bought a, ja- a Jaguar. What did he buy, Smukstack? A
6: Jaguar. Oh yeah, that's a, that's right. When you're very rich, it's not a Jaguar. It's it's a Jaguar.
7: Actually, it's a Jaguar SUV, a, a Mercedes-Benz Estate. Um, he also spent six million dollars on a home that he spent millions more to renovate.
12: Yeah, well. um,
7: he bought some thoroughbreds, I guess horses, um, some prized racing horses. Uh,
6: yeah, that's it's, That's a lot of work, right there, just getting a horse. It's cut into your vacation millionaire playboy time.
7: Now, that was all the fun time. That, this obviously was all before he died. And then in 2018, which is a year before he died, the lottery curse kicked in. He divorced his wife after nearly four decades of marriage. She took much of his fortune. No comment. Um,
4: no comment.
7: Yeah, so she took a lot of. He divorced her because he's like, "I'm rich, I don't need you." And she's like, "That's fine, I'll just take my half now, and be you going." Don't, you don't know that. I know you no. want to assume that she cheated on him
4: because you. No, I'm not assuming that at all. I'm just, I'm just. It's a little. Never mind.
7: It says here he divorced his wife, so it's not uh, saying she divorced him. It's saying well, he divorced her. He's like,
6: "Well, with all this money, I can get different attention, and I don't need this one."
7: So then he wound up spending 131 thousand dollars a week on luxury items and investments before he suffered kidney failure that led to his death. I would love to spend money on luxury
4: items, but how do you have that much money and you don't have a, a nephrologist or some? Oh, now what's that? Urologist to look at your kid? I mean, how Did do you, you st- say nephrologist? Th- yeah, that's that's somebody the... who does. Uh, that's liver. Oh, okay. Yeah, but uh, urologist is kidney. You could have a urologist living where your horses are. You could have an office there right in your farm with that money. It's your time. It's your time, I guess. Um, there's a new reality show
7: that's out. Now, the, still to this day, the two craziest reality shows I've ever seen, or I should say most ridiculous, no, I'm going to make it three. The one, what the hell is it called? Where they're butt ass naked that I told you about. Yeah. That's so awkward to watch. Now, I oh,
6: where tur- they judge them from like the waist down or something and they're behind like the glass or not? Right. So okay. they're in
7: these little cubes and someone comes out and they're fully clothed and you have whatever sex you're attracted to. Like one girl was bi so half the people were guys and half the people were girls. Mm -hmm. Um, One girl came out and it was just guys so they'll go up to their waist first Mm -hmm. and you see nothing but dongs. Now this is filmed in Europe so it's okay to show all that over there it's on
4: streaming here. I thought that would be unseemly. over there. I think
7: it's on HBO Max. I can't remember. So for kicks and giggles I'm like okay I'm going to turn this on just to see what it's about. I thought they were going to be blurred out just that one part. So when the thing went up I'm like oh my god there's so many wieners this is so weird why am I watching this what am I watching so I made my husband come in the room with me so I wasn't like some weirdo in the room alone watching this show and it is so strange and they ask them questions and you talk to them but you're only looking at their private parts that's one the second one that was weird was it got stuck just look it up (laughs)
6: oh oh, oh, just the the name alone already is
7: and the other one was Milf Island where these young guys that are really cute date older women but it turns out to be all of their moms so they're dating each other's mothers God this one might be up there Uh, to each his own this one is called Couple to Thruple
0: every few days
6: they'll invite one of 14 open minded singles to Thruple up with them in the resort
12: we would like to invite
6: with a bed big enough for three ah see so there you go my wife and I like your vibe
7: (laughs) And finally, this lady says that her unborn baby loves caviar. She has a uh, millionaire husband. Obviously, they have a lot of money. She says she likes to eat Wagyu beef and caviar and that the baby loves it. She even makes her husband travel miles and miles to go get it. And she puts a TikTok up. She's very pretty. And she talks about all the things she wants for her baby. Now, do you know what a push present is? A what? A push present. This became a thing after I had my child. This wasn't a thing when I was pregnant. But apparently... Nowadays, there's something called a push present. It's that like a the, door plug. The husband gets the wife. I guess like as a thank you for having my baby. It's like a. It could be a diamond oh, ring. Oh, push present.
4: Oh, what did you I was going to say. Oh. I no, I didn't, I didn't know, know what, what it was. It was. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we didn't know what it was. So it's two. like a
7: like a present. Some it's like diamonds a or whatever. Push present. Yeah, I've a never heard of that present. until after I had Elliot, and then I thought. Wow. Wow, that came after. So, she says she thinks her husband, he could put the kibosh on this, but she said the baby wants diamonds, and since I'm nine months pregnant, the amount should start with a nine. It should be either 900000 or 90000 In other words, that's what she wanted. He was like, this calm down.
6: This sexist.
7: Yeah, he was like, "Cut." well... Guys he, don't get a present for their contribution. Okay, well, when you push a human out of your pee hole, then we can talk. Ouch. Just saying. I'm
6: a
4: little harsh. Act like it's so easy. What do we get? What did you get for your push present?
7: I didn't get one. I told you. It was after I had a baby. You got
4: to call your ex-husband and get reparations.
7: <laughs> Our
12: child deserves the very best and has a taste for the finer things.
4: Luckily, there's
5: Similac Caviar Blend Baby Formula.
11: Similac Caviar Blend Baby Formula is the only formula that contains the finest caviar known to man.
5: Wow. Just look at him suck that formula down. Yeah. Wow. This kid's appetite is... Costing me a fortune.
9: But he's worth it.
5: Um, yeah, right. Worth it. (laughs) No, don't spit it
11: up, you fool. Don't waste it. And for your older children, make sure to get new Caviar Lunchables. Oh, you've got to be kidding me.
14: Mother, where is my lunch? I demand the finest caviar.
11: We've created monsters. New Similac Caviar Blend Baby Formula and Caviar Lunchables. In stores now.
1: I know. It's crazy,
4: right?
3: Crazy talk. (laughs) Now, stupid news on the Rick Stacy Morning Show.
4: Somebody do something stupid!
3: With Jill and Smokestack.
4: All right, back in uh, 2017, social media was buzzing with people trying to get attention by doing something stupid like TikTok told you, like Tide Pod eating. Yeah, oh gosh. You know? Uh, we still haven't evolved from that. So apparently, in Taiwan, the elections are going on right now. Mm-hmm. All the networks have people down there. China's like, you might as well just stop now because that's it. Uh, three people have been hospitalized. Why? Because candidates have their people out there, you know, with the usual literature and yeah. vote for my candidate because and talking points. And then they have something that looked like candy. It was actually Tide Pods. What? Why were they and giving that out? I don't know. Um, there were campaign freebies. So some people picked them up and ate them. They ended up in the hospital.
14: Why oh. would you just
3: eat?
4: You didn't try to unwrap it, and that was your clue? Don't know, man. Just I eat what people give you? It tastes like candy. I'll just swallow it. Anyway, if you lived in this house, I think you would have moved already. You're a lot smart, especially listening to this show. Um, I think you're a step ahead of most people. But these people, I don't know. I, I, I can't imagine. Dave and Stephanie not have been hit by a car in the house six times in six years. Yeah, it's a bad spot. Most recent incident, well, we have one in Winter Park. I don't know if you know it. I'm surprised that house doesn't get more cars inside of it. Mm -hmm. But it's that curve, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Most recent incident happened on Saturday when a driver smashed into the house and left a gaping hole inside of it. There it is. Gaping hole coming. There it is. When it happened, Stephanie was pretty calm and said, here we go again. Oh, no. Coppola's uh, the couple has contacted the city about the problem with hopes that measures will be taken to make the street safer, but so far they say that f- they feel shunned, like it's not a problem. <laughs> well, I mean, I hate to say this, but you bought the house. It's like people who move to a subdivision, and then after a few days, they go, Wait a minute, there's planes landing right across the street at the airport. Nobody's put up a brick wall? Or- We've got to get rid of this airport. Who said they could have an airport here?
7: Now, I may have missed it. Did they, When they bought the house, was the road there, or did they do construction Doesn't around say. the house? Because I, would I ass- know that's happened sometimes before.
4: I would assume everything was was as is. Okay. I mean, I'm just speculating here, but, you know, look at that. Hey, There's an easy solution. You just build a ramp right over your roof and <laughs> launch him over.
6: That'll be the next
4: the guy's problem. will be fine. This 41-year-old guy in New Jersey has been going to the same convenience store since September. No problems. Goes in there, gets cigarettes, whatever he wants, puts it on the counter, pays for it with cash. Okay. Only one small problem. Don't tell me they stopped taking cash. No, the cashier just wasn't very attentive. Oh, okay. He's been spending nothing but motion picture money the whole time. Motion picture? It says on the bill, it's not Monopoly money, it looks like real money, but it says in big letters, for motion picture use only. Oh, for the movies. It's Hollywood money. Yep. Yep. So he's been paying this guy this
7: whole time with fake money, and the guy didn't notice?
4: Right. Uh, I mean, some of it really? looks pretty realistic. No, it looks real. I'll it, bring you guys some tomorrow. I got a bunch. But it <laughs> says, non-negotiable, motion picture money on it in big letters. Smoke, why do you have a bunch of fake money? <laughs> Don't worry about it, Jill. 41-year-old <laughs> guy in New Jersey, James Leonard, finally got caught, and apparently he'd intentionally uh, been doing this for, for many, many years. And this convenience store just was one of his favorites. Now,
7: who do you really blame? Do you blame the guy or do you blame the guy behind the counter that just wasn't paying attention for a year and a half? <laughs> to
4: the thing that said, motion picture money on it. <laughs> <laughs> blame both of them. I blame him primarily because he knows he's stealing, but- Well,
7: because think about it. If you work for any other company, put that into corporate world and you sit there and somebody made a mistake and it's your job to check- the other dude, and he's making mistakes, yeah. and it gets past you. You're going to get in trouble for not catching the mistake.
6: Yeah, well, maybe I got it from somebody else, and uh, I don't have one of those
4: counterfeit markers. Well, we do, and I remember about two years ago when we had this uh, bunch of $20 bills coming in. None of the cashiers would check. They're just, <sighs> just, just lazy. So, Well, 20s, who's going to counterfeit a 20? Oh, they, a lot of people. A lot of
7: remember people. Remember when they changed the 20, and then people yeah. uh, were trying to... Make fake ones?
6: doesn't buy you anything nowadays. What's 20 get you? A candy bar?
4: All right. We learned about plug doors this morning because of uh, Alaska Air. But now here we're hearing uh, that uh, some of these pilots are more than pilots. An American pilot, American Airlines pilot, is getting praise in Key West after he landed there. Usually they sit in the cockpit till the workers on the ground get all the luggage out. No, he got out of the cockpit, went down the tarmac and helped the workers take the luggage out of the plane. Oh, no, that's nice. That's a team player right there. Passenger Robert Idle said he filmed the footage from his seat on American Airlines Flight 4051. He said, this pilot needs a raise. Idol posted on social media he was helping load bags to help everyone with their connections and not miss them because they were running late. I'm sure the company will see his hard efforts and reward him. Yeah,
5: right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is your pilot speaking and I just want to let you know that we are short-staffed on this flight, so I will be assisting with the baggage. We'll be taking off shortly after I get all those heavy bags onto the plane. My co-pilot today is me. During the flight, I will be your flight attendant as well, so I'll come around and get your drink orders shortly. Now, if you'll excuse me, I need to run to the air traffic control tower and give myself permission to take off, then run back to the aircraft and shut the door and get into the cockpit and fly the plane. Oh, no, wait. I need to run onto the runway, too, with those orange stick things and guide myself to the runway. Oh, boy. Busy day. I know you have a choice which airline you fly, and you is
14: the one where I have to do everything. Uh,
3: Rick Stacy morning show with Jill and Smokestack.
12: Sunny FM.
3: Having fun with the world gone crazy.
4: Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. You know what? I need some whiskey and Kahlua for my coffee. Ooh, wow. that sounds fun. I just uh got this new coffee. It's yeah. an Ecuador blend. Okay. And uh, it tastes like there's whiskey and Kahlua in it already. It's Guatemalan. All right. Plans for Friday made. Let me write that down. Yeah. What is that? That has a name. It's an Irish coffee, right? I think so. Uh, this sounds like an Ecuadorian one, but I'll take it. Speaking of Ecuador, now this is a real insurrection. Just take no. Words like armed and uh, hostages. Take things that should apply to January 6th because that was, according to the left, an insurrection. However, there was, you know, the the most most highly armed faction of our country forgot to bring their arms to the insurrection on January 6th. If you
7: compare January 6th to what you actually saw going on in Ecuador yesterday,
4: that should scare the crap out of you, because that's what an insurrection is. All right, so here it is. Tensions exploded in the South American country of Ecuador yesterday. Police arrested 13 gunmen who took over a television station during a live broadcast. That's the first thing you do. You take over the media. What are they saying?
14: What's he
13: saying? Come here,
4: come here, come here. Um... There were also several explosions around the country including in quito uh i don't know these oh cuenca i love cuenca is beautiful is it beautiful yeah ecuadorian president daniel nobia Named 22 gang terrorists, organization, and military targets and put a state of emergency into effect for the entire country for the next 60 days. Violent deaths in the country rose to just over 8,000 in 2023, almost double of the 4,500 of the year before. Uh, it's a mess. It's a mess. It's a small country. It's a beautiful country. Gorgeous.
7: Yeah. I used to work with someone that would go there all the time because the uh, cost of living
4: I wanted is to live so there. low there. So did he. I mean, uh, they have. Um, I never forget it when I looked at it. About this was about ten years ago. There was an apartment, four thousand square feet apartment, beautiful apartment. Not one you think when you think of these countries and think, you know, gross, you know, shap uh, shacks and stuff. No, beautiful state of the art apartment, four thousand square feet, two hundred and fifty dollars a month. No, Amer- that's American.
7: One of my wow. a guy I used to work with. One of my other co-hosts used to say. When I retire, I'm going to Ecuador and I'm going to live in a house and I'm going to be surrounded by beautiful women. And I was like, G- "Go for it, dude! What's yeah. the island that's near? Is it Galapagos?
4: I don't, I don't know.
7: We have the the blue foot. You can't live on the Galapagos I don't, I don't Islands. Know. It's all the all the um, the wildlife, like the blue footed boobies and stuff. And you can go visit the islands, but you can't inhabit there. So you oh, live yeah. in Ecuador
4: to go visit." the Galapagos. Yeah. Well, Quito and Cuenca, they're beautiful, and uh, I have family down there, and I don't know, I haven't talked to them in a few days, but I remember when all this violence started like four years ago, they were just killing politicians and rolling them out in the street, and people Whoa. would just walk
7: by. Okay, maybe we won't retire there.
4: Yeah. <laughs> uh, a man who came to the U.S. illegally and was subsequently deported for... Times four times, allegedly killed a mother and her 16-year-old son in Colorado. According to the Immigration and Customs Enforcement, ICE f- spokesperson told the Daily Caller, uh, Jose Guadalupe Menjeva Alas, who is from El Salvador, was previously deported four times after initially sneaking into the country undetected. Now, he's been charged with DUI four times. Four times he escaped the prosecution and went back over the border. He's 37 years old. On this latest trip back up here, he just walked in. He killed Melissa Powell and a 16-year-old son while driving intoxicated. Ooh. Now, on the third, I'm sorry, in the fourth conviction, a Boulder judge, this is four times DUI, this is why we have a problem. You always talk about, well, you know, we don't have... Boulder County, which is uber-liberal, the judge there had sentenced Mehiva Alas to probation. And 80 hours of community service. Why?
7: He's violent.
4: Yeah. And four days later, he killed the mother and the 16-year-old. Is that crazy?
7: I think that it's like one and done, you know? I mean, we've read stories where people have had 30 DUIs 40 DUIs and they're still allowed to just function among other humans, that shouldn't be.
4: CBS News had the mother on, said the failures of, this is the mother speaking, the failures of Colorado sanctuary policies allowed a convicted, not the mother of the child, this is, uh, uh, okay, I don't know who she is. She's related to the family in some way. Uh, he said the Colorado sanctuary policies, in other words, sanctuary city, Mm -hmm. uh, allowed a convicted criminal to stay in our, by the way, he had a long rap sheet for other stuff, so it's not just the DUIs, Mm -hmm. but allowed him to stay on probation for the fourth time and now he's killed the mother and the child. Jeez, dude. Meanwhile, yesterday, uh, Department of Homeland Security, the director, Mayorkas, was at the border saying, hey, we're enforcing all the laws.
10: Some have accused DHS of not enforcing our nation's laws. This could not be further from the truth. Having begun my public service career as a federal prosecutor for 12 years, ultimately serving as the United States attorney, there is nothing I take more seriously than our responsibility to uphold the law. I'm and the men and women of DHS are working around the clock to do so.
4: This is this is wow. uh, this is an alternate universe. There's the no series? other way. Yeah, he's, of course, he's always he, serious. Again, he,
6: doesn't he know that we can see the
4: border like with cameras and like look at it? I don't know, man. Is some, some kind of mental illness, or does he really believe that? I'd really love to sit down with the guy and go, what's wrong with you? Are you, mm. are you for real? would be like, no, the sky is green. We're like, I'm looking at it, it's blue. No, no, it's green. It's green. We here at the DHS work real hard to tell you that it's green because it's green. And, and, the, like, and the numbers tell the whole story. We had record-setting uh, illegal crossings in December, 302,000. 302,000, that's than, bigger than cities like, uh, I don't know, know pick a city uh greenville north carolina uh two hundred uh, the population of the inner city of orlando look it up i don't think it's much more than four hundred thousand. that's the city limits um in one in uh, 24 months what is no no 36 months since biden's been in office 9.36 million people have crossed the border illegally oh nine point that is five los angeleses yeah, we're
6: 309,154. Okay, in that's
4: one month, two years ago. In one month, the city of Orlando, almost the city of Orlando, crossed the border illegally. Think about that. And our metro is uh, over 2 million now. Now, they're in proceedings to impeach Mayorkas, the Republicans in the House are, and this Margaret Brennan faced Face the Nation this weekend grilled Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House, on that. These are very, very real and immediate
8: issues. It yeah. is a crisis. Absolutely. So don't you need the help of the Homeland Security Secretary? instead of trying to impeach him.
14: <laughs> We've been asking uh, Alexand- uh, Secretary Mayorkas since he took office to enforce the law, to do his job, and he's done exactly the opposite. He's but, testified un- untruthfully but, but before Congress why focus
8: the up. congressional resources on going ahead with an impeachment when they could be dealing with the actual issues
4: here? Because he's not doing his job, you monstrous moron. That's what she is, Margaret Brennan. Then... She hit up Mike Johnson for being an election denier because Mike Johnson said the truth. See, back in 2020, when the election was going on, states... Illegally changed their election rules mm. because there was COVID going on. So and people let them. Nobody, nobody did anything, and they changed election rules, which is illegal, unconstitutional under the law during the election. Uh,
8: 2021. You were the lawmaker who circulated the the legal brief known as the Texas amicus brief um, challenging the 2020 election outcome in a number of states, which by CBS editorial standards makes you an election denier.
4: C- what? What was CBS editorial standards? Why How? are they set the standards? First of all, they have no standards. I mean, they've proven that themselves from all the false information they peddle. But to say that, what a snob. Wow. Well, I'm dressed much better than you and have a higher degree of education, so why could you even speak to me? Margaret Brennan. Go
14: ahead. That's so, well, no, that Can
8: I get you on the record on that?
14: I've mm-hmm. always been consistent on the record. Did, did you read the brief? Did you get a chance to read what we filed with the Supreme Court?
8: Well, I, I have read extensively some criticisms of yeah. that. You suck! Mm.
6: She
4: didn't so, read the brief. So, she read so, extensively some criticisms? Is she, that what I heard? Yeah, She's she read like, the
8: criticisms of the
4: brief, but not the brief itself. Oh, okay. If I was the CEO of CBS and I was driving to work in New York at that moment, I would fire her on the phone. Oh, yeah. How dare you get the Speaker of the House on there on national TV on one of the biggest shows of news, Face the Nation and say and criticize this man and try to nail him on something, you haven't even read the brief that you're qu- criticizing him about. Uh-huh. And then you, you, on top of that, say, you read the criticism of the brief
6: by people like you. Yeah, maybe read the brief. And then say that you read the criticisms. Read
4: the criticisms. But read the brief. Unbelievable.
8: I have read extensively some criticisms of you, that. You
4: suck. <clears throat> I just wanted to hear that again.
14: <laughs> There's more. Wow.
8: I have read extensively some criticisms of that. You, you
14: but read commentary about the brief, but not what we submitted to the court. But right? you
8: recognize that President Biden won the 2020 election. Can you the just put president that aside? President Biden as an was issue?
14: certified as the winner of the election. He took the oath of office. He's been the president for three years. What I, the argument that we presented to the court, which is our only avenue to do so, was that the Constitution was clearly violated in the 2020 election. It's Article Two, Section One, and anyone can Google it and read it for themselves. The the system mm-hmm. by which you choose. Electors to elect the president of the United States uh, must be done by the individual states, and it, the system must be ratified by the state legislatures. That is language, plain so language, out of the Constitution.
4: Have issues. She's not listening to anything he's nope, saying. She's, she's just getting ready her next question. She's ready. trying to ram words down his throat. These are the worst people in the world.
14: That's With the validity of the 2020 election, the Constitution was violated in the run-up to the 2020 election. Not not always in bad faith, but in in the aftermath of COVID many states changed their election laws in ways that violated that plain language. That's just a fact.
4: Now, why do they put her in front of Hillary Clinton? You can run the best campaign, Mm. and you can have the election stolen from you. Oh, election denier. You better sit her down, Mm Miss Margaret Brennan. Okay. Margaret Brennan. Yeah. (laughs) Lloyd Austin. Lloyd Austin. This story is getting thicker by the moment. Yeah. So Lloyd Austin the Secretary of Defense, in the nuclear chain. He is somebody that the government has to know where he is at all times because should China launch a missile in our direction, they have 15 minutes to respond what the next course of action will be. Mm -hmm. Lloyd Austin is in that chain. He is the Secretary of Defense. Well, it turns out Unbeknownst to most people in uh, the White House, he had surgery. He had surgery about, um, what was it, December. Yeah. He apparently has prostate cancer.
7: Oh, that's sad.
4: It's horrible. We don't know exactly what it is. Prostate cancer can be contained and you can live with it. Or if it's stage four, it already breached the prostate and it could be, uh, I can't say that word. Metastasized? Yeah. That all over your body and it's too late at that point. So he may be stage three or stage four. We don't know the details. And that was only found out yesterday afternoon. So that taken into account, he went in, we don't know if it was for chemo we don't know if he's it's spread to his body we don't know any of that but he went in for secretary Austin currently remains hospitalized at Walter Reed National Military Medical Center and is in good condition yeah so but he went back because there was a situation where he was having stomach pains leg pains severe and taken back to the hospital yeah he put his uh his assistant Secretary of Defense in charge I don't know if he knew it but she was on vacation oh <gasps> Okay, And the Department of Defense in the Pentagon claimed they knew nothing of it. So what it looks like is, it looks like the people that surround the Secretary of Defense threw him under the bus, because they didn't want to get in trouble. Mm. Turns out it's the other way around. Lloyd Austin, according to what NBC News is saying, had informed everybody that this was happening. The only problem is, the people around him never told the White House. Oh, they didn't do anything about it. Yeah. So Mm. then... Hoping that they could get out of the trouble they're about to be in, they threw Lloyd Austin uh, Austin under the bus by saying initially... That they never knew about it? That they never knew about it. Ooh, liars! No, I'm telling you, this is getting thicker and thicker by the moment. Should he be fired? Should he resign? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it is stunning that somebody with that level of of military knowledge and knowing his position is essential to the defense of this country at every second of the day, would just go away not making sure that the White House, who his boss is Biden, there's no middle management. You think he would have told Biden, Hey, this is going on, this is going on, I'm gonna right. be in the hospital. Who do you want to put in charge or you know, she's in vacation. No, that didn't happen either. Isn't there where's HR? <laughs> so he he's in as much fault as they are, and because he is the one, the ultimate responsibility falls on his shoulders. He should resign. But these other people, we'll see what happens. Somebody's gonna get fired. Because it's always the people you don't know, little schmucks in the way they get fired. So but think about the peril this guy put us in. Mm. China studied this whole thing already.
7: Yeah, we could have been attacked and oh yeah. Okay. Nobody would know. It's like, where where was everybody? Well, she was on vacation.
4: All right. So um, I guess yesterday I had a friend of mine from uh, the news station, the uh, AM news station here, uh, text me. He's a good friend of mine. The guy's a great guy. I love him. He's uh, Joe Kelly. Yeah. He works over there in the afternoon. So he uh, texted me. He goes, did you know you have a big Reddit thread? It's a hate thread. I was, no, I didn't know. He goes, "I, I did not know if I wanted to, if, if it was a good thing to tell you." And I go, "No, I love this stuff." So he sent it to me and I sent it to Jill because we had one 3 years ago that was similar. Yeah. And what's it titled? The one from this year? This year.
7: This was 2 days ago and it says, "Listening to the Rick Stacy morning show is literal brain rot."
5: Listening to the Rick Stacy show is literal brain rot.
7: He said this guy spreads so much misinformation, he's like your whack job conspiracy uncle screaming about the government.
4: Ha! Ah, they're coming to get you. Yes. <laughs>
7: Some of the complaints, because well, you know, one once one person says it, then a bunch of people jump on. And I'm, I was trying to see if they're the same people that commented on the one a couple years ago. I thought for sure we'd have more hate threads than once every three years, but apparently well, not.
4: We'll take the higher ground here for just a second um, I understand I, I say it all the time it's true um, the amount of lying that's going on amidst all the major media including Fox News now uh, is 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 hard to overcome mm-hmm. and if you don't hear or, or you search out the truth you're consuming stuff that that is either lies by omission which they do all the time. Uh, lies by Fabrication, very rarely. Dan Rather got fired for that when he you know, made something up about George Bush. Oh, yeah. But it's rampant. And if you only consume that, you listen to this show for 10 minutes, you think we're out of our freaking minds. But, uh, you know, I, I do the research. We all do the re- We're telling you what we find, and we're vetting it as much as we can. And, you know, I've said this before.
7: We're not for everybody, and I don't think we've ever claimed to be. The problem... Where I think the problem starts is you don't have to like what we say or even agree with what we say. But when you start to think that we shouldn't be able to say it because mm-hmm. you don't like it, that's the problem. I, I see people all the time on radio, television, news stations, movies, whatever have you, if you watch something and you don't like the content... You don't have to watch it, or you don't have to listen to it. But do you think I'm going to call up Universal Studios and say this movie that came out, I want to speak to your manager, and I don't like the content. I'm not going to, whatever. Do your thing. Do your thing. It's cool. I don't have to like it. I don't have to like everything.
4: But I can understand if people come across this and think it's you know crazy. But at the same time, it's like Julia said, it's just you know, come on, really, you have time for this? Do you want to read some of the comments? Well,
7: what's funny is I it appears from and I was trying to read. There's a lot. There's almost 200 comments. Right. So I was trying to read through and see where the common denominator. It appears as most people on this specific thread started to not like you around COVID. Right. A lot of people said that you spread it uh, misinformation about the vaccines, yeah, which that, all
4: turned out to be true. Yeah, all of it turned out to be true. Um, you know, you can't spread it if uh, you get the vaccine and you can't get it if you have the vaccine. All that was false.
7: A lot of people don't like that you didn't like Dr. Fauci. He was well. a liar. Some people say they don't like that you called it child abuse, the people that put masks on their children. It is and then that they didn't like that you told people it was okay to not wear a face mask. Right. So I mean you're it's it's just interesting. Some people my favorite part is when someone says I haven't listened to radio in years. That guy's an a-hole. And it's like, well, if you haven't listened And then, and then they
4: they recite something word for word that we said yesterday.
7: <laughs> and and here's where it comes across that if we just said things that they agreed with, they wouldn't feel this way because they would say, well, if you don't like the Rick Stacy morning show, try listening to whoever in the morning. And it turns out the people they're suggesting do exactly what we do. Well, not as well. But they do what we do in in the similar format that we do it, but it's just a different It's opinion. the other side. It's, it's the com- other side. It's
4: completely the other so side. So they're
7: okay with the format and the way in which the
4: material is represented, it's just the material itself that they don't like. Right, 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 right. So, so that just tells you where they're coming and, from. And that's fine. That's, that's cool. Right. I mean, you know, uh, it, it, the, the, the thing that makes us continue is that this is, and then th- again, I don't want to sound braggadocious, but this is and has been for three years now the number one morning show in town. Not by a schmidgen. We're not fighting for first place. We're way ahead of the station below us. I mean, we look,
7: I know what goes up must come down eventually.
4: Yeah, and and it'll go down. It'll come back up and it'll go down because that's also, you know, a product of of the rating system Mm -hmm. and it's a product of people's habits. You know, it depends. After the election, I know people are not going to be interested in politics that much. We'll talk about doggies.
7: Yeah, and there is a lot of people, I think, which is the reason why we do it, people that say, I love listening to your show. You make me feel like I'm not crazy because I have people around me that think I'm nuts for thinking- what I think and looking up the the stories that I look up and trying to actually find the truth instead of just the one side Mm -hmm. that's represented by ABC and NBC and CBS and what have you Mm -hmm. but uh, when I put the link up on our actual if you haven't seen it I put it on our Facebook page on the 105.9 Sunny FM Facebook page so you can click on it and the whole Reddit thread will pop up for you but the comments on the Facebook post are Almost double than the actual Reddit thread of no. people.
6: Well, the Reddit thread's hard because the those like um, the upvotes and downvotes go up as people vote up and down. Got gotcha. What do you mean? What do you mean? So like, if if they had like fifty comments and then a bunch of people go in and go downvote, then it's only forty.
7: Oh, so you, it doesn't show all it of the comments. No,
6: well, I mean, it'll show all the comments, but it doesn't. It doesn't like your your upvotes for each comment. Are, are individual, and those go up and down with whoever hits up and down.
7: So hmm. will those be shown more? Is that what that is? Yeah, it looks like
6: the ones that are like under negative will be, you know, you can still look at them, but they're not like- They'll
4: yeah. emphasize what the majority uh, yeah. upvotes are. I see. Interesting. I didn't know that. That's, I don't go to Reddit, but that's that's okay. You brought something up. You heard the promo. I put together a new promo because, you know, I'm always looking for ways to get- You know, you get a coalition of different people to think different ways. You get right. a really large audience. Yeah. And you heard the promo I put together. I was thinking, well, maybe I can get some because you said you would listen if you heard oh. Dude, yeah, if I heard that,
6: I'd be listening all the time, but then again, I'm a degenerate, so. And
4: some people are attracted to brain rot, so why not take advantage of an opportunity? I want to thank the people on Reddit for it. Might as well. Yeah.
11: Rip out your brain and start smacking it on the kitchen counter because you still won't be stupid enough to follow The Rick Stacy Show. Specifically designed for gerbils, droolers, and the mentally impaired, The Rick Stacy Show is the fresh smell of bad breath and dog poo you need to start your daily panic attack. An assault on your ears that can only be described as garbage on steroids, Rick Stacy insults your intelligence with his own brand of bottom of the outhouse humor. And takes the word jerk to a whole new level, adding his disturbing personal take on dysfunctional trauma to your morning routine. So if you want to barf before breakfast or show up to work dumber than when you left your house, ask mommy to write down instructions on how to catch the Rick Stacy show before your mind melts into a gelatinous shuddering puddle of oily, pus-filled goo. Rick Stacy, he makes you fart.
5: It's the morning show everyone can agree on. The Rick Stacy morning show
3: with Jill and Smokestack.
0: Oh my god!
3: On 1059 Sunny FM. Pew, pew,
4: pew. And now Jill Bucko and Crazy Doc. Thank you, Rick, for What's the intro. It? Yeah, you're welcome. I just <laughs> He had yeah, butterfingers. prematurely butulated. That's
7: what she said. It's uh brought to you by All Electric Services. Alright, so if you are still going to Disney you will be happy to know if you have your annual pass or something like that. And you've been having to make the reservations, which has been going on for how many years? Three years? Ever since COVID. And I kept saying, why do we still have to make reservations for Disney? You still got to make... There's the only park that you still have to do it. Well, they dropped that now. They're reinstating some features that they sidelined during the... Uh pandemic so starting this week most guests will no longer need park reservations for entry and a park hopper option to move between parks will be available earlier in the day i think uh it had to be after two o'clock recently used to
4: be 11 right but since
7: COVID, it's been two o'clock. Oh, you can't do the use the hopper until why? after why? Because post COVID 2 PM. doesn't
4: doesn't dissipate till after it gets warm out.
7: I think for, to kind of cut down on the crowds, maybe. Mm. Um, additionally, the popular Disney Dining Plan is returning because that was suspended, offering two prepaid meal plan options for those booking Disney vacation packages. The changes apply only here in Orlando, not in California. California um, is still keeping their park reservation requirements. Mm-hmm. It's California, so I'm not surprised by that. Um, I will respectfully disagree with this next topic. It says now we've all been wrong this entire time and top dermatologists in the country say that you don't need to change your underwear every day. Respectfully
4: that, disagree. I don't even have respect there. I'll, I'll just flat out <laughs> say, it. what kind of gross person doesn't change their underwear every day? I mean, that's just gr- gross.
7: I don't understand that mentality.
4: I really don't. Yeah. So I don't know what 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 are they saying? What are the doctors saying?
7: They're saying in situations with minimal activity and no sweating, changing every other day could be acceptable. Men, if they have looser fitting underwear like boxers, uh, can also wait a little bit
4: longer before changing their underwear. So like, what, you what a
6: week or something? What do you
4: what do you got, like an underwear shortage? I mean, you can't provide yourself a clean underwear every day? That's just the tough stuff? I feel like, I, I, I don't know, I would just feel disgusting. Women don't get the same pass, though, because women's underwear is a little
7: more tight-fitting. If you have a thong, you're not going to want to wear that. Well, that I'll never day. understand
6: that. Yeah, what do you
4: guys change them at lunch?
7: No, you just have to change them every day. I, mean, I
4: don't understand thongs. I don't. I, I yeah, can't imagine like right going through up there, walking the earth with a thing wedged up in there. You get used to it. You don't feel it. But why? Was oh, that have to uh, prevent from the line showing through your tight they skirt? They want people
6: to be under the impression they don't wear underwear. Why? Well,
7: I think it's also because it bunches. And then it's uncomfortable, and then you're sitting on something that's bunched up and it's just more comfortable. For you're me, it's underwear- it
6: bunching from. What are because you doing? it
7: covers your cheeks, and if you have large underwear that covers all of your butt cheeks and you're wearing pants, the more you move around it could bunch up underneath there. Some people don't like it, and then it goes up your butt and then you get a wedgie, so it just it's like
4: Have you it. had that problem? Well, you know you, No, you, I you haven't don't had have that a, problem. You ain't got no ass. Yeah, you got no <laughs> booty. But,
7: but
6: yeah. even then, like I wouldn't want anything right up against no, the- No, me, me neither. The exit, that sounds Like you start a fire.
7: (laughs) Got to watch out for chafing. This next story blows my mind. This woman's actually from Orlando. I would love if she listened because I'd love to actually talk to her. Her name is... She's
4: probably on the Reddit thing. Well, she's on the Reddit thing. She probably started it.
7: (laughs) Her name's Charity. She's 45. And her husband's name is Matt. Back in 2012, this happened years ago, they split up for about eight months after she discovered some text messages from another woman on his phone. So, eventually, Matt left their house to pursue a relationship with this mistress that he was texting. Um, eventually, they decided to give their relationship another go. Here's what happened. They got together in their teens. They married in their early 20s, very young. 2012, they had four kids already, all under the age of six. It's Whoa. a lot of stress if Whoa. you're young, just married, tons of kids, right? Um, according to Charity, she said that she they had reached rock bottom as far as their marriage went. She had grown suspicious of her husband's behavior. Ready for this? Because he would start working late into the evening. Here we go. Any guesses of what he was?
6: Uh, he was a uh, an instructor, a fitness instructor.
7: Rick, any guesses? Oh
4: God, that uh, late in the evening lawyer. He was uh, a
7: music pastor.
4: Oh, oh, oh! What does that mean? Yeah, you're,
7: so he preaches music or he
6: plays music to do the preaching.
7: You're probably in charge of the music program at the church, I would guess. Uh, He said, I was working over 60 hours a week in a high-stress position. High stress. I spent more time at work than with my family. Uh, He said, I was struggling between my family and my dreams of pursuing a musical career.
5: Mm-hmm. So she
7: found the text messages in his phone, confronts him, he breaks down, tells her everything, says, I've been having a secret relationship for two months, this whole second life I've been leading. And she said, wow, he had this whole double life and I had no idea. So, Wait, wait, wait. this is the second time? No, this is the first This is still the, first, is still time. the okay. first time. All right, all right. So he moves on with his mistress. She goes to a counselor and says, I'm just going to try to better myself. I guess through the counselor mm-hmm. made her realize that the marriage problems didn't just start with this, so you have to take some accountability for it. It's obviously both of you because it takes two to make a marriage work. So she said, I spent eight months working on myself, building up my self-confidence, and learning how to deal with my problems in a healthy way. So then in 2013, they started going to couples counseling together, and they decided to get back together. Now, this last part is what I have a little trouble swallowing as far as the whole trust thing is concerned. Mm-hmm. They said they had to completely start over again, but here's what they did. So they're back together. Tell me if you think this...
4: Oh, screams- joint Facebook. There we go. Yeah, she has to have his phone at least 10 minutes a day to look at it.
7: Matt gave Charity all the passwords to his phone and social media. He said he was incredibly oh, wow. sorry for the affair, but he was also sorry, but she said she was also sorry for her part of the breakdown in the marriage, and she said it's totally worth it, and now our marriage is better than ever. I feel like What's, if you have to constantly yeah. monitor them, that's not the healthiest
4: thing. I mean, I'm just- Well, I tell you, and, and those people, uh, I, from personal experience- Um, Highly religious people uh, that have joined Facebook accounts and do that thing where they check each other's phone. What kind of a relationship do you have
0: that you don't trust
4: each other, Mm -hmm. you know, to to the point where where you have to do that without even having a previous incident? Right. But I had, they're they're in my family. I have some, um, I no longer talk to them, Uh, you know, people who were high, still high, highly religious. Jack I mean, and Melissa talking, Smith, Facebook uh, page. Yeah, I'm talking about yeah all that. Three months, uh, I mean, three times a week at church, Bible reading, preaching all the time. You can't stop them. They come to your house, they constantly you The most dishonest, crooked people ever. Wow, you yeah. think that conscience I would be I told you like... about this. No, there's no, there, there, there's no... I don't know what it is. I don't know what psychologically what that is because the con- contradiction is there.
12: Yeah. Or oh, maybe a,
6: that's the, that's the the way to justify your behavior. Is, I do so much good. This is Maybe, that bad. yeah.
4: I don't know. I don't know what that is. But I mean, if you mm-hmm. don't try if you What kind of a relationship is that? I'm I'm with you on that. That doesn't yeah, make any all sense. All relationships well, yeah, almost all getting, relationships are built on a certain level of trust. How about get with somebody that's trustworthy? Right.
6: You know, you know? I trust Rick's not going to fire me if I miss a story or do. Good.
7: Right. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this from Christmas Day. Special Counsel Jack Smith was targeted by a, an attempted swatting on Christmas Day. Do you know what that is? A big fly swatter comes in and hits him or what? You would think. It's a new trend apparently. Well, it's not new. It's, it's a trend that's been going on for a while where uh, one places a fake 911 call so that the SWAT team shows up at somebody's door. You said it started at oh, in yeah. video kids, games?
6: Kids were doing this uh, playing Call of Duty like a few years ago. One kid would get sour over like winning or losing and, and then like call the SWAT team in the other guy's house. And then the year come in over the thing, yeah. It became like a problem for a while. Well, then the repercussions, you know, after like two times, started getting super serious. Where like, all right, look, you can't just be making this stuff up. And now it's like a felony to do it. I think.
4: Yeah, there was some Hollywood actors that got swatted. There was some Mm -hmm. politicians that got swatted. And it was always the person that was competing with them in some way, or you know.
7: Jeez, well, people do it to people they don't like. They do it to their enemies. But with Valentine's Day around the corner, now you can do it to someone you love. People
4: are swatting those they hate. Now you can swat the ones you love. Introducing the FTD Swat
3: Bouquet.
2: Police! We got a flower delivery!
3: An (laughs) FTD Swat Bouquet will put the excitement back in your relationship.
2: Oh my! Please, please don't arrest me! You have the right to arrest made
13: romantic
4: and an FTD SWAT bouquet can even help with marriage proposals.
11: Get down on one knee. Uh, 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 will you marry me? Do not reach in your pocket. Uh, oh, I was just pulling out the
3: ring. It's the FTD SWAT bouquet. Just make sure to do exactly what they say.
5: Oh she said yes
1: uh. <laughs> I no, it's
3: crazy, right? Crazy talk. Are you ready for some stupid news? It's stupid. Yeah. But we like it. Here's Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. All
4: right, here we go. So a teenager in Sydney, Australia, is vowing to no longer drive like an idiot. idiot. Mm-hmm. He crashed his car... That led police to finding multiple driving violations on his dash cam. His own, they use... Let me tell you something. Between the animals in Australia killing you and the authoritarian government in Australia, I'm never going there, and they need to clean things up. Well,
7: never mind Australia. I know a lot of people here that have dash cams to protect them from people that say, you pulled out
4: in front of me. It's like, now I got
7: it on video.
4: That's a good idea. However, in Australia, they can take your own dash cam And use it against you in a court of law. What? How? They just rip it out and they look at the video. And if it looks like in the video you did something wrong, they charge you with it. Mm. That's what they did with this guy, Marcellus Otero. uh, Faced court yesterday after being hit with almost 50 driving-related violations based not only on what he was doing at the time, but the dash cam videos.
7: Yeah, I mean you're kind of dumb to have your own dashcam video and then break the law while it's record I mean that's yeah. kind of
4: dumb on your part. I yeah, but- still want it cuz people hear me singing in it. Oh. <laughs> Pandora's dashcam was unlocked when Otero was allegedly driving 80 in a 35. Before the crash, meanwhile, Otero stands accused of driving with a suspended provisional license, doing burnouts in a parking lot, reckless driving, and driving over the speed limit many times. Meanwhile, outside the court, the teen came out of the courtroom and thanked the police right there on the spot for teaching him a lesson, saying, thank you for helping me stop driving like an idiot. And then he took off. (laughs) See, he's learned his lesson. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. A biotech company's come up with something you might be interested in, Jill. Okay. It's an age-defying product. Ooh. They're leggings that shock you while you exercise. That it sounds not fun.
7: Can it <laughs> shock me so I so I go exercise? Like if you put them on and you sit there for too long, it's like go, go, go do the thing.
4: No, they stimulate your muscles. Braun Bio calls their exercise clothing health-enhancing apparel, which uses their patented we Stim. Technology Wearing electronic stimulation is WeStim. <laughs> okay. So how does this thing help you? Uh, humans produce subtle electrical fields, and the WeStim leggings have conductive material that uses the energy produced during physical activity. Bodily movement during workouts then translates to electrical stimulation, which reportedly boosts performance. Rejuvenates muscles, aids in recovery, and reduces oh. fatigue. All right. By shocking right. you with your own electric pulses. <laughs> wow. Ow! This lady in, work out a lot, huh? This lady in Ontario has a Guinness World Record now. Okay, let me she think can, of what for. She can blow uh, a whistle. <laughs> oh. Phew, Glad you said whistle. Using her <laughs> nose to 44 <laughs> decibels. That's half of a Harley when you're on it.
7: Have you heard someone that their nose whistles, but they're yes. not really aware of it, or maybe they're aware of it and there's nothing they could do about it, and you're just sitting there talking to them, and they're just, as they breathe, their nose is whistling? I really think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, hmm. All
4: right. Lulu Lotus of Mrs. Something or other. Her name's Lulu Lotus? that's her name. It's kind of um, awesome.
7: She should be a soap star. She
4: says now. her nose has been whistling since the age of seven. That's her nose? Yeah. Is that crazy? Her son is learning from her. She's only five years old, but he's doing pretty well. Um, he, she said it would be a dream come true if he beat my record. Wow. <laughs> All right. This is interesting. So this guy goes to Taco Bell. He's unidentified. ABC News is reporting. It's on a TikTok video, too. Mm-hmm. He orders a bunch of Taco Bell, goes home. And you know, they give you the, you know, little aluminum paper. It doesn't feel like aluminum foil. It's You know what i talking thin, about. It's thin, but it's got aluminum yeah, on the inside of it.
7: You gotta unwrap that stuff. Yeah.
4: Puts it in the microwave, blows the microwave up.
7: Yeah, usually aluminum can't go in the microwave.
4: So he goes back to the Taco Bell and complains to the employee behind the counter and threatens to sue Taco Bell for destroying his microwave. See, I'm stupid, and I didn't realize I should unwrap my burrito, and it's your fault. Right. So the worker's response... Bad response. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Was, um, would you like a new order? <laughs> oh, no. Nice. That made the guy more angry, so he starts yelling that uh, he wants more food. He says, Are you kidding me? You're effing done. <gasps> the customer bellows. Uh, Plus, you guys are going to pay me for my effing microwave. It blew up. He then accuses the worker of smiling at him while he's talking.
6: <laughs> oh, hey, see, well, the, the worker
7: handled that all wrong.
6: Hey.
4: You
7: get. Nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Can't get? Can't you just get a regular microwave for like thirty bucks at Walmart? Or yeah,
4: well, he's using that money to pay for a lawyer. So I guess thirty I bucks to- pay okay. for a lawyer. Yeah, well, <laughs> if you smart enough to figure out to. Who- where to get a lawyer, maybe check the Boyle thing? Yeah. That would, that, that would defend him for being an idiot? Yeah, I don't think so.
11: Hungry? In the mood to do some slapping? Then come on down to Taco Slap, where the customers are encouraged to
5: slap our employees. Welcome to Taco Slap. What can I get you? Uh, yes. My wife would like a Taco Supreme, and she'd like to slap you twice. Open-palmed? Yes, please. And I'll have a chicken quesadilla, and I'd like to slap whoever is working the fryer four times.
9: Would you like to make that six slaps for for an extra dollar? Yeah, sure. Pull around
5: to the slapping window. Ooh, yeah, time to do some slapping. It's Taco Slap. Oh. I love this place.
4: <laughs> Stop by today. It would have been a lot funny if I told you that the customer actually slapped the guy behind the counter. Yeah, he did. So now you can ha ha.
11: Rick
5: Stacy
3: Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. These people are insane. Stream it now. 1059sunnyfm.com. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack Having fun with the world gone crazy.
4: All right, Biden set a new record of lying yesterday. A lot of, In his words, it would be a ton of malarkey. So, uh, fact checkers, nothing. It's amazing to me. It's amazing. A Republican speaks, and fact checkers are all over it, man. By the way, there's this other fact check site that I found called... What was it? Fact.org. Okay. org. that's the com- website? Complete fabrication from top to bottom. Really? Anything that's not factual, they call it fact. I mean, they don't even like- They don't even try. But I guess some people go there and don't know any better and think it's all true. Anyway, that's, that's an aside there. But uh, yeah, not one fact check on Biden's speech in uh, Wilmington, Delaware. I mean, at the AME Church in uh, South Carolina in, where was that? Charleston? I'm not sure where it was. But uh, I figure, well, let's do a little fact checking of our own. Let's just do it this way. Biden said he started the civil rights movement.
15: I've spent more time in uh, the uh, Bethel AME Church in Wilmington, Delaware, than I have, uh, than most people I know black or white have spent in that church. Because that's why I started a civil... No, I'm serious. I started a civil rights movement. I used
4: to go to 730 Mass. Biden, George... George, uh... What's his first name? Joe Biden. Oh my God! Started, started the civil rights movement. Not one fact checker anywhere. All the fact checking sites. And I bet you there's people sitting there nodding. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Snopes, uh huh. Snopes, you know, Pol- Politifact. I mean, the Tampa Tribune. All those fact check nothing. No, but nobody. Wow. So next one. Biden also uh, sought to rewrite more recent history when he labeled the violent riots. Remember, BLM riots 2020, looting and destruction during the summer of 2020, which came with a price tag of $1 to $2 billion in damages. Not a riot, not a violent riot, but he called it a historic moment for justice. Roll that.
15: After the historic movement for justice in the summer of 2020, I signed the most significant police reform executive order in history.
4: Yes, Biden signed a police reform executive order. And after he signed that, we have a record-breaking, and this is really sad, 378 officers shot in the line of duty in 2023. Wow. Yep. The annual report from the nation's police website say that police officer killings are up 14%. Because of him. Yep. So uh, the speech was went downhill from there. Those pushing the big lie have a
15: conspiracy theory among conspiracy theories that outweighs them all. Uh, there's what, and, and but here's the fact. What? Fact. Okay. There's where we don't have facts. Their whole theory has no facts, has no proof, has no evidence.
4: What did he just say? I don't know. Okay, he's really into, he's reading the teleprompter. I, he doesn't. They, there's no. He doesn't have his own words. They give him a roll, They throw him out there. They said read the teleprompter. And when he messes up, you could see it in his face. Mm-hmm. He does. He's not cognitively adept to you know correcting himself before he actually speaks. He just keeps going. It's like a kid who reads a book report at school. It just keeps going. So anyway, let me play that again just one more time.
15: That there's what, and, and, but here's the fact. Oh. There's where we don't have.
4: Fa- you see, do you hear it right there? There's where we don't have. I do it sometimes when I'm reading a story. I didn't pre-read. There's where we don't, don't have. have.
15: There's where we don't have facts. Their whole theory has no facts, has no proof, has no evidence. He just keeps going.
4: That wasn't a fact trick. That was just for fun. Then he says, he's making history. Making history.
15: With what? That's the America we're building together. Instead of erasing history, we're making history.
4: Which is really interesting because on the same day that he did that speech at the AME Church, his administration, with his signature executive order via the National Park Service, has ordered the permanent removal of a statue of William Penn from a park in Philadelphia. Why? Because they're taking... Same
7: reason they take down all the other statues. Well, this guy was racist, and this was racist, and this was this, and this was that, and we can't have any of it.
4: So they're now making history. They're erasing history. And what is one of the procedures that communists first adhere to when they take over a country they erase the history of that country. That's right yeah. cuz you
7: can't know what the outcome was of it otherwise you'll never do it again. Yeah,
4: and for a decade or two you're going to have to live with the remnants of that like Tiananmen. You don't hear anything about that now. You say that all the time. But they erase the history so in two generations nobody will know what happened beforehand won't matter.
6: Yeah, like Tiananmen Square, you can ask anybody around 30 in China. They have no clue. No clue what Stopped happened. In the history books, you're not allowed to see the photo. People don't even talk about it. Same thing with Tibet. A lot of new Chinese people don't even know that Tibet was its own
4: place. Right. President Joe Biden was the last to know that Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, part of the nuclear chain. Mm. What does that mean? Well, let's say there's a launch detection from Russia or China headed our direction. Is it by mistake? Is it not a nuclear weapon? Is it just a rocket? Is it something that went off course? You have 15 minutes to decide what to do next.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: And if you decide to retaliate or attempt to take that rocket out, I don't know how, um, you only have very little time and you have to go through the nuclear chain. The most important member of the nuclear chain is Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. The President of the United States, who was his boss, had no idea where he was. He was in the hospital, in the ICU, due to prostate cancer we found out yesterday, which is unfortunate. That's terrible. But at the same time, It is his responsibility to make sure the president knows where he is. Well, he didn't do that. Now, to give him a little bit of credit, he told his superiors at the Pentagon he was going to be undergoing this elective surgery, which I don't know what it was, we don't know, at 70 years old at the uh, Walter Reed National Military Medical Center. Now, his staff was informed. Initially, when the story came out, the story said nobody knew, including his staff because his staff told the media they didn't know about it. Then we find out yesterday when the digging started, because there's going to be a lot of digging going on, that his staff knew full well what was going on and where he was. They didn't inform the president. Therefore, his staff, probably some of them are going to get fired, and rightfully so. He should resign because the ultimate responsibility is his. But uh, it's going to get deeper and deeper. Think about the exposure we had, even though it was for just a day. Well, it was more than just a day. If something had happened, they couldn't find him. And the government, the Pentagon, has to know where everybody in that nuclear chain is at all times. I would think, yeah. Right? If you imagine, like, the doorbell rings and Joe Biden
6: goes over and answers it. It's a pizza guy. Hey, sorry to hear about Lloyd Austin. Here's your pizzas.
4: What what happened? (laughs) What, what, What happened to him? Not that he's in charge or anything, and maybe they should have told the. I person. I love his albums. What happened? <laughs> he's a great jazz man. Dude. The U.S. Court of Appeals on Tuesday questioned Donald Trump's claims that he is immune from criminal charges for trying to overturn the 2020 election. What does that mean? Okay, because when when this whole Jan 6 thing happened and the first volley of uh, election denial, as they want to put it, with mm-hmm. Trump happened, he was still president. So he would be immune from prosecution at the time that he's still president. The only way he wouldn't be is if he were impeached and convicted, which he wasn't, or if he was criminally charged with, uh, you know, what is it, Uh, insurrection, which he wasn't. So he may have a point. But uh, Trump walked out of the courtroom yesterday when the judge strongly interrogated his attorney, saying, you're saying the president could sell pardons, could sell military secrets, could tell SEAL Team 6 to assassinate a political rival, and walk freely. Trump's attorney... John Sawyer said that a former president could be charged for such conduct only if first impeached by the House of Representatives and then convicted in the Senate. Ah. So we're going to see what's going to happen next, but obviously you can hear from the tone, well, I don't have it, but I heard it, you can hear from the tone of the judge Judge. that he's a little biased. We'll see where that goes.
10: This is the persecution of the person that's leading by very, very substantial numbers in the Republican primary and leading Biden by a lot. So if you can't beat him, you persecute him or you prosecute him. We can't let this happen in America.
4: Well, they also, uh, you know, pulled out uh, Alan Dershowitz, who is a uh, 50-year famed attorney, and he has a new book out called "Get Trump." Now, mind you, Alan Dershowitz is a lefty liberal, voted for Biden, will we'll vote for Biden again. So mm-hmm. before you get the idea, I'm just a, some Republican lawyer, no, he doesn't like Trump. But he came out yesterday, and before he got to the meat of the subject, he said something really interesting. He lives in Martha's Vineyard. Listen to this. Well, thank you.
10: You know, I've written many books, but on Martha's Vineyard, they're having a book fair today for local authors, and I've been banned because I defended Trump. I wrote more books than anybody in the history of Martha's Vineyard, but they won't have me because they don't like the fact that I defended Donald Trump. So McCarthyism is spreading. I was banned from the library. I was banned from the community center. I've been banned from the local synagogue, and now I'm banned from the book fair. We call wow. it the book unfair.
4: Think about that. Think about think, what country wow. do we live in? Where Maybe if his inter- shorts were too short, and that's why they kicked him out. Probably. <laughs> we're, we're, what country do we live in where, if you have a different opinion, you, first of all, again, he's a far-left Democrat, never voted for Trump, and will not vote for him this time. if he Just trying to have common sense. Just trying to have a little common sense and tell the truth, and they banned him. From the synagogue. That's their way of, that's their cancel
9: culture. It's what it's all
6: about. It's it's that slow commie subversion. Mm -hmm. China did it with the whole like. Revolution thing. They had like groups of people that would go out and like the government. I mean, it was obviously party sponsored, but like groups of people that would go around and shame mm-hmm. anybody that didn't go with the viewpoints of the party.
7: So they make an example out of them so other people go, well, I don't exactly. want to be banned from the thing, so it's, I'm not going to say it.
6: Yeah, you make the example, and that's where you get, you turn the, uh, uh, the community into police themselves. Yeah, it's really scary But if you go
7: out there like Whoopi Goldberg did the other day and say, you can't vote for Trump because we'll all wind up in camps if he becomes president You could say that all the live long day and get paid millions of dollars by a television station and a corporation and it's fine, even though it's not true, you're okay
5: Because that's really what's at stake. You worried that you can't pay your bill? Wait till he, the other guy becomes president and you won't have to worry about it because you'll be in some camp somewhere because that's his promise. His promise to us is he's going to force people to do his bidding. That's what he said. I'm going to be good on day one and I'm going to turn into this other person. Dictator, right.
4: Well,
7: that just proves right there that they think and know he could win because mm-hmm. that's that sounded like a little desperate like oh you think you can't well wait till he wins yeah they know he's gonna win that's why the whole sudden ooh let's jail our opponent to save democracy isn't it's okay if it's in the name of democracy even though what you're doing is
4: canceling the, democracy right <laughs> but here's Alan Dershowitz and the whole thing back to uh, what happened yesterday with this judge.
10: I I think that uh, this is selective prosecution. I don't think these cases are strong enough to satisfy what I call the Richard Nixon standard. Mm. Nixon prosecuted and was uh, threatened with impeachment and had to be pardoned only because members of his own party, uh, people across the political spectrum, knew he had committed crimes. That isn't true today. Um, People are very divided over that issue. There's a plausible case, obviously down in Florida where he waived a classified document, but is that strong enough to prosecute a man running for president when others who have had classified material are not prosecuted? So, you know, as an anti-Trump voter, as somebody who voted against him twice intends to vote against him for the third time, and as a civil libertarian and a liberal and a Democrat, I am very dissatisfied with the way this prosecution is
4: going. But he's not allowed to go in his synagogue, his library, his cafeteria, and Martha's Vineyard. Wow. <laughs> These people are rotten to the core. Mm-hmm. And that and, and Michelle Obama's worried that she's terrified, she said, about what happens if Trump gets in office. I'm terrified if you people continue in office. You're the dictators. You're the people that are just steering this country right into a vat of communism. It's obvious. If you do any if you read anything other than ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, MSNBC, you'll see it. It's plain as day. It's out there they're telling you. It's crazy. New York and Brooklyn. Brooklyn. I used to love Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Now it's too rich. Oh, yeah, it is very rich now I heard. Brooklyn was the coolest place, man. It really was. It was. It had that small... Remember, it's one of the boroughs in New York. It, right. it was one of those places where you felt like you were in a small community because everybody knew everybody. Now it's all mega rich people. They've taken those brownstones and turned them into these homes only the super rich can afford. Because
7: think about it. If you live in Manhattan, depending on where you live, your view, if you're looking out at the river, is of Jersey. And I'm from Jersey. I'm not saying anything bad about it. But if you live in Jersey, you get the pretty view of Manhattan. If you live in Brooklyn, you get a pretty view as well. Got the bridge, you know. It's nice. It's nice over
4: there. Yeah, if you're high up enough, you see all the uh, you know the rivers and everything, the East and and the Hudson and everything. Anyway, students at a Brooklyn high school, this is a public school, were kicked out of the classroom, kicked out of school. Why? All of them to make room for nearly 2,000 migrants who were evaluated from a controversial, evacuated. evacuated from a controversial tent shelter due to a monster storm, which, you know, they had a nor'easter last week. Uh, the city made the move amid concerns that a massive migrant tent at Floyd Bennett Field would collapse under the torrential rains and possible snow and wind. And that would make them not look good. So they went to James Madison High School, told the students whose parents are paying taxes out the ass I to get the hell out... The, the migrants are more important. shove them in the school and told the students to do homeschooling.
7: Yeah, so they, they sent the teachers and the staff an email at 6 a.m. and said, you have to be out by 5. So they turned the kids into remote learning. So the kids had to learn from home so that the school could be used as a migrant shelter.
4: Yeah, and now some of the hoity-toity parents elitists up there are getting a taste of their own medicine
7: well they're what they're saying is some of them are, are smart and they're catching on they're like look i understand that they're trying to use a reasonable excuse by saying well it's there's a storm coming we have to somewhere to put them so that they're safe but one guy was like dude this is a litmus test i guarantee you these immigrants are here through the summertime don't be surprised if the kids are remote mm-hmm. learning for the rest of the semester
4: no and, you know, it, it all, this, all, all of this started with Governor DeSantis, thank God, where he sent those 40 migrants up to Martha's Vineyard. They were there less than 48 hours, and the wonderful, welcoming, um, um, what do they call it, a sanctuary island of riches and hotel rooms everywhere decided that in 36 hours, you got to get them out of here. Get them out of here. Call the military. Have them go to the military base and live in a bunk. They were like, ill. I mean, we want to help, but not here. I don't want to look at it. Yeah, That was the most incredible display of elites peeing on their own shoes I've ever seen in my life. It was terrible. So now they're getting a taste of what they've created. Remember, all these people voted for these people that created the Sanctuary City situation in New York, Chicago, L.A., San Francisco. And now, see, when it comes to your doorstep, all of a sudden it's a problem. Before then it was like,
5: oh, we love everybody. The Statue of Liberty welcomes everybody with
4: a day. Flappy. The cat door. I'm very excited about this. What? Now I don't have a big problem because my cats don't go outside. But people have outdoor cats. They yeah. keep going through the, you know, the flappy door. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a new product called Flappy the Cat Door. It's unveiled at the this Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas. You ever watch this? Every mm-hmm. day I tune in just for a few minutes because it's amazing the stuff. They the stuff that we can't have yet mm, that but they're is, working on is so cool. This one you can actually have soon. A uh, pair of Swiss brothers at the Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas unveiled an unusual invention. A cat door that stops cats from bringing rats and dead prey into your home. Well, what does it do? It doesn't open up till the cat comes in by itself. Drop your findings in the net. Twins Oliver and Dennis Wilder, founders of startup Flappy, showed off the company's uh, product at the Swiss, Swiss, Swiss Tech Pavilion. Just yesterday, the brother said Flappy, the car door, was inspired by their mother's struggle to keep the family cat from bringing dead rats in the house. The door also features a manual locking system that can be operated by the homeowner and a chip detection option that will ensure the flap only opens when the cat is by himself. By the way, you have to put a microchip. You know, on the cat's collar. Uh, Flappy also includes internet connectivity so the door can be operated and its camera footage can be reviewed via smartphone. I'm sure this thing's going to be like two grand. Right. But if you wake up and step on three dead rats, I'm sure it's worth it.
7: I mean, they do that. They're proud of their findings. They're they're present to you. Look, Mommy, look what I brought you, a dead bird.
6: Yeah, but now he's going to be rolling his eyes and all mags. You walk up and he's got to put his little paw on the
4: scanner and open his eye and then, you know, pull his ID out. (laughs) Yeah. New survey came out yesterday. We touched on it yesterday, but we didn't get a chance to play some of the audio. New survey about Gen Z and work.
7: About how they bring their- parents Is well when you're oh, talking about? The it
4: started with the interview and the survey goes on because it was a pretty uh, substantial survey it started with uh, how they get the job which is bringing their parent to the interview 22 percent of them do that and who are these parents that are going yes yeah, sure I'll go. And who is the company going, oh, you brought your mom. Totally (laughs) hired. And then it goes into the part about how, yeah, how many companies are not hiring Gen Zs anymore. They'd rather hire somebody that's either retired or close to retirement because they're more reliable and do the job better. Well, they think Uh.
7: they don't dress appropriate. They don't speak appropriately.
4: They have no idea how office decorum should be. And now 60% of Gen Zers, according to the survey, do not want to go to the workplace. Well, does anybody? Yeah. So, uh, and what's their number one complaint? Hmm. These are people, you got to understand, these are people with their first job, their number one complaint, and I remember my first job, uh, I could barely pay for the gas to go get my paycheck to not be able to buy food. Yeah, you work your first two hours for free just to get there. But this is Gen -er Whitney, and she's really upset because, you know, life.
9: I work five days out of the week, 40 hours a week, okay? I do not make enough to live on my own. I would not make enough to pay rent, water, electric, and eat all by myself, I would not be capable of doing that. 20 years ago when you were getting started, you could live on your own. 20 years ago when you first started, you were able to do everything that I am now struggling to do. You can sit here and you can call Gen Z lazy all you want, but I've been working my tail end off just to barely make it by. And respectfully, I don't wanna do that for the rest of my life. I don't wanna work my tail end off just to barely be able to pay my bills. And that is what you created. Oh, really? We're just here getting started. You've been doing it for the last 20 years. You tell me how it got ruined.
4: We can sit here and we can call Gen Z lazy all you want, but you let the economy turn into what it did. No, you 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 voted for Biden. That's yeah. what turned the economy to what it did. But oh. it also, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, nothing's ever changed. Yeah, your, your it's really first, since
6: 1913 that we've really been getting the shaft.
4: Yeah, I started delivering papers when I was 13. I've been working ever since. And you know what? When I forgot my first real job, it was $175 a week. Even though it was in the 80s, you can't live off that. I had had two roommates, two roommates. No,
6: this is the first time in my life I've had one job. It's usually always two to three since I've been 14.
7: Well, I was going to say again, personal choices... I know a lot of people that have one part-time job and then they go, I can't live off of this. But instead of making a video and posting it on TikTok and crying about it, they go and get another job and they try to make ends meet. Or they go and get a different job that pays more. I've had jobs that I loved before, but I was like, I love it here, but I don't make enough money to live. I got to go get an actual job that pays something. I might not love it as much as this one but I gotta go do something that pays me money so I can survive. I mean, all
6: jobs pay money, but imagine if the government didn't take 40% of Uh, that and then just ship it off to, you know... Wherever,
4: Yeah. But I remember when when I took this, I love this business. When I got in this business, I couldn't have a girlfriend very long because they knew that I was going to continue to move. Yeah. I moved 14 times. You know, I moved each and every time. I loved my job. It was like, I got to make more money. It's It's like, why
6: do you rent? Why don't you buy a house? I'm like, in case I have to just
4: get in a U-Haul tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, there you go. So you enjoyed Whitney's dissertation there on TikTok. Let's move on to the last story, Alaska Airlines. Alaska
5: Jet Airliner found a door in my backyard. Oh, keeping the airplane door
14: shut.
5: Really shouldn't be that hard. Wow.
4: We've learned a bunch of things uh, about planes that I've never thought I learned. Do you know where the door plug is? That's apparently what fell out of that plane, the Alaska Airlines 737 MAX 9. Really? It was a door plug what was put in there was supposed to be a door but i guess they wanted to put seats there so they put in a door plug so it, it, that's it, why it I lo-
7: safe
6: well Is that's why like I- in a car like if i don't have the heated seats i just have a little plastic
4: button that doesn't push Yeah, that's what it is. Uh It's basically, we wanted a door here, but corporate wanted two more seats in here, so we're going to put a door plug in its place. And they didn't spring for the Bose system. Yeah, so Monday evening, here's the latest from uh, the NTSB. Well,
9: right now, what we do know uh, through examination is that the fittings on the top of the plug fractured, allowing the plug door to move upward and outward.
10: And so but 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 why were they loose? Do you know anything more about about why they were loose?
9: Well, in this situation, the um, the fittings at the top of the door plug fractured. Uh, We don't know if the bolts were loose. We don't know if bolts were uh, uh, in there fractured or Possibly the bolts weren't there at all.
4: How much do we know about the bolts? We broad?
9: have to determine that back in our laboratory. Well,
4: you go back uh. to your little uh, bolt laboratory and let us know how dangerous it is to fly. Uh, yeah, so there was... Some, now, United Airlines expect, inspected its MAX 9s, and they found loose bolts and bolts missing. Uh yikes. So, who's... It
7: prompted that, the door blowing off for them to go... Maybe we should well, check our stuff. What's
4: the name of our wrench
7: guy? Where it, is he?
4: It was a door plug. Boy, pardon Get me. Get it right. Je excuse. You know, it's like... Uh, <laughs> by the way, the uh, the kid that was sitting on that door that got his shirt ripped off... Yikes. Oh, yeah, it
7: got sucked off. The lady next to him was like, I was trying to talk to him to see if he was okay, but it was so loud she couldn't hear, so she was, like, trying to hand signal with him. Yeah. And he had some, um, what do you call it, scratches and a lot of red marks on him from all oh, the wind burn.
4: Yeah, here's the lady oh, wow. that... Uh, that jill's describing talking to the news
7: it was
1: just like one of those like just two hands down like both both feet over he was he just plopped down next to me and grabbed the mask right away and i was looking around i'm like where did you come from and why do you not have a shirt on i didn't understand it was too loud to talk but they could type using the notes app on kelly's phone so i wrote him i said did you get hurt he wrote back arm is a bit scratched that was unbelievable my name is jack by the way thanks for your kindness jack said he was sitting in the row of the blowout his shirt suctioned out of the plane, God. but he's okay. Amazingly, the NTSB says that Rose window seat was empty. The NTSB says that plane can hold 178 passengers. Mm-hmm. There were 171 of you. Mm-hmm. So that means one of those seven seats was the one next to the blowout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I'm not crazy? <laughs> like... I don't know. I mean, it's unfortunate that this event happened in the first place, but I think about everything that could have been worse about it, and I'm amazed. Kelly didn't just get on one more flight to Ontario that night. She flew three times in the next 24 hours, cinching her seatbelt tight. I didn't know if getting on another flight was the right thing to do, and I think that actually it was, because I didn't want to end up with a lifetime fear of flying.
8: Kelly won't forget flight
1: 1282, but just to make sure, she has this. He said, let's take a selfie. (laughs) Like, as a mom, I was not thinking of it as a selfie moment, but as a 15-year-old, I just realized that it was his perspective. He had just gone through something. Unbelievable was the word he used.
4: Well, right? Isn't that something? (sighs) If it, and that was at, uh, there was between ten and 16,000 feet to climb out where uh, this happened. And until you get to 15,000 feet, you can pretty much breathe on your own without a mask. But yeah. imagine if this had happened at 38,000 feet no. at flight level 3 8, and all of a sudden, I mean, the blowout, because the air is so thin there, would have been tremendous. How fast are you going at that? Well, what? Up at altitude? I mean, at least where they were. Where they were, well, they're climbing out, so their, their nose is pitched up. They're probably going about 260, 250 miles an hour. Oh, my gosh. But yeah, but when they get to cruising altitude and you're going 560 miles an hour. That's what I'm saying. your the no, face peeled and off. And there's no oxygen outside and the cabin's pressurized. I mean, it's a whole different story because that door could have blown out and taken part of the rest of the wall. It could have been a lot say. worse had it been and higher. That happened in Hawaii. I don't know if any of you remember that one. The entire left side of the plane in first class went away. In an instant, they were at flight level. And the, and the wall just went, boom! And they're all sitting there looking at sky. I would need so much. I oh, need to be dude. medicated for the rest of my life. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember the casualties on that one. That was uh, that was up in pretty high, and, and that was the entire left side of the fuselage gone. There's pictures of it. You can look it up. Did they land? I don't remember the whole story. Yeah, they landed. But uh, if you look it up, it's a Hawaiian flight that lost the entire left side of first class. It just blew up. So they're very lucky that that's all that happened. So, I don't know if the announcement's going to be different on our next flights. Are there going to be any kind of warnings or cautionary uh, announcements?
2: Hello, this is your captain speaking. Today, you'll be flying a Boeing 737 MAX 9, so please listen to the following important safety instructions. After takeoff, if you notice any loose bolts on the aircraft, please notify a flight attendant who is equipped with a pair of pliers to fix any issues. If you're sitting in an exit row, please be aware that at 16,000 feet, the door to the fuselage will blow open, causing issues with cabin pressurization. If your shirt is ripped off by the vacuum, a new shirt can be found under your seat cushion. Just a reminder to keep all electronic devices secured as loose items regularly get sucked out of the hole in the side of the plane. We hope you enjoy your flight as we attempt to get you to your destination without an emergency landing this time. Thank you for flying with us. God help us all. Wake up, everybody!
3: Stream the Rick Stacey Morning Show at 1059sunnyfm.com. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy.
7: Brought to you by All Electric Services. So this story is about a guy that is choosing to commute from Ohio to New York because it's cheaper than living in New York City. I remember hearing about a girl doing this. I forget what city she was coming from. Uh, The rent obviously Well, it's big everywhere, but in New York City, I can't even imagine. Um, So he said when it came time to return to the office in 2022, he didn't like any of the options of the apartments that were offered to him in New York City, whether it was roach infested or really, really small, or you're looking at a brick wall. He thought, hmm. I'm going to keep my expenses. I'm going to rent in Ohio plus travel costs at or below the price of a nice studio in New York City. Roughly, he pegged as $3,200 a month. And he said, I can travel back and forth. He only has to be in the office three days a week. So he chooses to commute from Ohio to New York those three days a week and says, if I can keep it under $3,200 a month, then it's worth it. Seems like a lot of travel. How does he do it? Well, to get to the office on time, he sets his alarm in Columbus, Ohio for 4.15 a.m., gets himself to the airport for a 6 a.m. flight. If everything goes according to plan, he makes it door-to-door in about three hours. If there's any delays, that kind of throws a wrench into it. He gets to he has to rebook flights and stuff like that. He said, originally, I was staying in, like, some really high-end swanky hotels, which was really nice. He said, then uh, I kind of ran out of money, so I had to go based on what I had hotel points for, which were a little less desirable than the hotels he was used to staying in. He said it became too stressful. He's still doing it. His boss keeps telling him, could you please just get a freaking apartment here, for crying out loud? No. Get one over in Jersey, maybe. Nope. And he said, well, I'm still trying to make it work. I'm still commuting from Ohio. He says, it's dwindling away at his money because it's a little more expensive than he Thought it was going to be, he doesn't spend a whole lot of money on food. He'll go to like CVS, a 24
4: hour CVS, and get a banana and a yogurt. Ooh. and he'll eat that. Oh, what kind of it's life? It's not is worth that? it. What, yeah, what, what kind of job does he have? Is that that's not I did that for not what he did, but I commuted from New Jersey to Washington, D.C. every day for a year, right? Whoa, it's horrible. That's a little bit every you day have, for a year. How long was that? A year. No, I what, mean the oh, commute. It was three three hours total on Amtrak, and for, then you know driving to the train station and back and everything. Oh, dude!
7: Now, didn't you also have a moment in your career where you were picked up at your house by a limousine?
4: Oh, in New York, yeah, every day, every morning.
7: That must you, be that, nice. You know,
4: yeah, that was great.
7: What company was that? Can I ask?
4: That was us. That was Inf- well, it was Infinity at the time, which, be, which was CBS. Yeah. And then, of course, CBS here.
7: And they would send limos to pick up their jocks to bring them to work because there was no just of- morning shows. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, just what? the morning show. They, they what made
4: you guys so special? Nothing. It was back then, man. A radio was an, a license to print money. It was a license to print money.
6: Yeah, but I mean, also transmitter costs and electronics yeah, were but it's still not the, as cheap as they are now.
4: The, the margins in radio back then. 10, 15 years ago were enormous. I mean, you were making 60, 70% to the bottom line. Now, you're lucky if you, you know, I don't know what they're doing, but. Why does all that end as soon as I, like, get there? <laughs>
9: <laughs> yeah, I feel What's
7: like the- I, because I, I, I started back in 99 ish, 98 ish, something like that. And. I feel like I was always told back then radio you really got to work for what you want if you want to be on a morning show one day then you well, have to do the do's and do you know work for the promotions department and do the overnights and do that which I did all the I, things Yeah, I did all the all the stuff. I, was, did, I did I did multiple stations where in the same cluster I would do Morning producer for one station, go do middays for the next station, and then do afternoons for the other station. Like, I was doing everything they asked me to do. Yeah. But like you said, Smoke, by the time I got to what we in radio would consider the, like, it's like the big time in your own career where you reached the goal that you wanted to reach. Like, yeah, we don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do the
4: goal thing at the end there. The big pot not of gold. i picking you
7: up in a limo from Baldwin Park and taking you to Maitland, Jill. Yeah. Sorry, it's not happening. Yeah. I,
4: I missed out on the—that was not the big time. The big time was before me. Oh, really? Oh, radio in the 70s and 60s, you were like a god. I remember in the early 80s, mm-hmm. they gave me a card when I started my a job in Miami. It was a gold card. You go to any restaurant on their list that advertised with the radio station and charge whatever you want. Wow. I remember taking my entire family, it was like 27 people, to Longhorn, and we spent, I don't know, $3,500? Oh my gosh. Yeah.
7: 3500 And it wasn't even
4: a holiday. Yeah, yeah, because we had a gold card. All the jock got a gold card.
7: The jock, the Can't morning show. Can I you imagine? the morning show had no limit?
4: Dude. The other disc jockey's had about a thousand dollar limit. And no, I'm telling you, things in the radio were ridiculously fun.
7: That's insane. Yeah. <sighs> Do you look back now and go, ugh?
6: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I was excited at the time, but makes my free TV or free DVDs and T-shirts really just.
4: Yeah, but all these businesses were owned, if not mom and pops, it was very small companies that owned seven radio stations, eight radio stations. That's what I
7: started off in, a mom and pop radio station company. It had like five radio stations. But that
4: does have its benefits, though, because depending on the size of the town,
6: there is places where like, when I worked up north, like you could... They would, I would drive the local dis, like soda distributor. They would fill the back of my car
4: yeah. for free. And it was different back then, of course, because music was only available. New music was only available on the radio. Wow, So, yeah, yeah so even, you know, yeah, teams, You couldn't
7: buy it on no. online or stream it you or anything. You could hear it before
4: you bought it, too, on, on the air. You would hear the songs before right. you could even buy them. And then, of course, that got destroyed. And yeah. then on top of it, a company named Clear Channel came along and bought every radio station at an overpriced radio station in the country and then realized, oh, my God, we have to pay for these, and didn't they? Didn't and then they started firing people and, and homogenizing radio. Consultants came in. Every radio station started sounding the same, so listeners lost interest. Didn't the go- uh, government come in and be like, "Whoa, monopoly pants," and made them sell some off? And that was Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton, oh. 1994, deregulated radio. And that destroyed. That helped. It's it's a series of things that helped destroy radio. And then to this day, uh, there used to be two or three excellent morning shows in every market. I'm talking about even the smallest markets had one or two. Big radio morning shows Now look around You don't know this But I mean There isn't any Yeah Yeah it's, it's Insanity But we're still here
5: Hey. A little, little bruised.
4: <laughs> a little battered, but little we're good. Gonna... We're black and blue. <laughs> have to beg for my porridge.
7: Did you ever have a boss? I mean, I know I ask this all the time. Did you ever not want to go to work or you, you were glad? Oh, God, Cause, yeah. Because I know there were people that I was That's very- That's the good part. The good part about a morning show is a lot of the times you don't have to see a lot of the people in the office if you don't like some of them. And yeah, I had a boss one time that I would try to get in and get out, do the morning show and leave before they got there because I just didn't
4: couldn't stand him. That was a big deal back then because the egos were so huge. The yes. bosses were tyrants and they were unreasonable and most of the time they were coked up. So when you saw them in the morning they were hungover. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was really hard to work for people. I heard
5: you use seven words when you could have
4: used four. Yeah, Fired. yeah. heard. No, they were nuts. They were absolutely nuts and I had one boss I'll never forget him John Lee Hook uh, John Lee Walker would call me <laughs> at, the DJ at 6 a.m. He didn't listen. He wasn't listening. He never listened. He called me at 6 a.m. and go, why did you just do that? And they go, what? What did I do? And uh, and he goes, I, I just don't do it again. Click. He didn't. He wasn't listening. Oh, he would just, just do they it. He would for just fun? do
6: it. Yeah, <laughs> he pick up the phone. He be a secretary, be like,
4: hey, get me somebody who I don't care. <laughs> I was like 25 years old. I was scared to death.
7: Well, that kind of makes this make more sense. A third of workers try to avoid the office because they don't like their boss.
6: Yeah, we had, when I used to work for an audio like rental place, we had one that was just kind of rough. And it was funny because he'd be out for the day and the whole mood of the office would change. It was like suddenly it was really sunny and where everybody's skipping and the color's back. And then like he'd return to work and we'd all be like, okay, quiet, don't look at
7: anyone. (laughs) Yeah, there's some people that are just what I call a fun sponge. They just suck the fun out of everything. You know, it could be fine, it could be a nice office atmosphere. And then you see them come along and you're like, well, it's
6: just sometimes like the people that, you know, they, they see you working with a smile on your face and it's like, what are you so happy about, huh? What's so funny? Get back to work. And you're like, all right, don't, okay.
7: Well, because if you work for someone that's miserable, they want everyone around them to be miserable. So right. then they make sure that you are. Uh, but, you know, maybe it's not the boss's fault. Maybe people are just bored at work. And if you are, I think we might have a solution for you
0: studies show that workers who are bored turn to chocolate, coffee, and booze. With that said, we're proud to announce new Hershey's Cafe Tequila. Oh,
6: tequila! In one delicious can, you get chocolatey goodness, a caffeine buzz, and the happy,
3: warm feeling of alcohol.
4: Ah, I feel jittery, looped, and sugar high all at the same time. That's because a single 24-ounce can of Hershey's Cafe Tequila will take care of your bored activity, allowing you to get back to, oh wait, you weren't doing anything, were you? That That's why you were bored.
14: Duh, but this gives me time to surf the web for porn.
4: Then my work here is done. Hershey's Cafe Tequila. Being bored never tasted
6: so
3: good. Or alcoholic.
14: I'll drink to that. I know, it's crazy,
12: right?
4: Crazy talk.
12: You stupid idiot, smarty pants. Stupid, stupid idiot.
3: Stupid news with Rick, Jill, and Smokestack.
4: All right, here we go. So, um... Police say employees at a bar in Texas had to tackle a guy who was uh, pounding on the windows, and then when he didn't get any response, he started stabbing the patio furniture. Oh,
6: Oh, well, that'll get people to come
4: out. When he was done with the patio furniture, he went out to the parking lot and started stabbing car tires. This happened, who is this, to, guy? this happened Tuesday. The North Richland stabbing? Hills Police Department said when they responded to a stabbing, they said they came in contact with the person who had been doing the vandalizing in the parking lot outside the bar called the Hideout. Officers say the guy had been tackled by employees, who then took his knife away and held him until the cops arrived. Heroes! Wow. Yeah
6: Just go on a frenzy Just stab anything I can uh, Patio furniture
7: uh, Car
4: uh. (laughs) Man it's drugs Everybody's on drugs Oh my gosh yes God Naked people robbing convenience So what are you naked for?
7: And I don't understand I I texted you both this Last week after I had to take my small amount of medication and I was whacked out of my mind and I fell asleep at the dentist's office. Uh, that was
4: office. hilarious. Did you feel like taking your clothes off and running to a convenience store? In a- no,
7: my question is that was how after does, the appointment? How does anybody function on drugs? I almost couldn't speak.
4: Yeah. And that
7: was just some dental valium for a procedure. How do people take hardcore drugs and function because I, I almost couldn't function? I
6: thought the same thing at your Christmas party.
7: Oh, when you drank after too much? like
6: six Jello shots, I was like, I don't know how people stand up. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Two thirds of Americans say their pet is the four-legged version of them. Uh, uh-huh. Nope, I don't think that. And I got a lot of them. Uh, the survey of 2,000 dog and cat owners revealed that 65% believe they're adopted. Uh, they adopted themselves. In pet form due to the overwhelming number of similarities. Yeah, I think if that was the case, Ricky wouldn't have so many. Oh, my God.
7: They're all of his personalities. Rick's got one for each cat.
4: 38% <laughs> said they share the personality traits or hobbies with their pet.
7: Your, your cat has hobbies? My yeah. cat sleeps and then knocks stuff around. No,
4: mine crochets. <laughs> yeah. Mine Mine pees on the wall. Um. Oh, I did that, too. Yeah. Uh, Their dogs enjoy long walks. 67% share that that they enjoy long walks, uh, car rides, fifty-seven percent. Your cat, um,
7: you t- Oh, I guess your dog. No, yeah, dogs. Th- I'm thinking cat.
4: They love peanut butter. Fifty percent said, just like they do. Is that yeah. a hobby? Thirty-two uh, percent said they dislike mornings, and so does their dog. Well, <laughs> if you don't get out of bed, the dog's not going to get out of bed. Don't right? they, well, you think. We can dogs going to get up. Make me coffee. <laughs>
7: <laughs> My cat will lay there all day long if you lay there all day long. Absolutely. Well, they're they nocturnal. They'll make noise at night and play, uh-oh. and it's like shh. And then during the day, they're sleep. My what?
6: animals yell at me. They're like, it's eleven o'clock, bud. See how I'm leading you towards the bed? You you got wake up in like four hours, dude.
4: <laughs> What's amazing about dogs is is that drives me nuts is that they'll sleep, if you stay in bed they'll sleep twenty eight hours forever oh, yeah. without peeing or pooping. Mm-hmm. But if you leave them alone for an hour, like they get anxiety and crap all over your house. <laughs> I used to dog sit one of my best friend's dogs he had a
7: Doberman pincher and then he had a min pin like a mini Doberman really? pincher so the mini one we would always dog sit and he would say the same thing he go now when you sleep he's gonna go under the covers and behind your legs because he likes it warm right and he's like and if you sleep all day he will stay there all day. all day he won't eat he won't pee he won't do anything he'll just sleep yeah. until you get up.
4: A British woman was uh, reunited with her lost cat after seven years. You see, that gives Whoa. me hope that someday Monkey Butt will come back. Seven years? Yeah. Turns out that the uh, cat was only 300 yards away at another home. Oh, <gasps> yeah. Get out of here. Actually, at, another fa- at a factory across the street. Stephanie, oh, a factory? We probably had a big job. Stephanie Barstow <laughs> of Corby, North Hampshire said her Bengal cat, Duke, Failed to return home in 2017, she gave up looking for him. Uh, Duke turned out to have been living at a factory right across the street, where workers provided him with food, shelter, and play.
9: So, do you have any
7: leads on Monkey Butt at all?
4: Oh man, we, I told you we went. That went on for months. We actually chased one cat that looked just like him. Turns out it wasn't him. Rumor <laughs> has it he's a my bouncer wife. at a strip club in Pensacola, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what happened. My my wife would drive up and down the street. I uh, told you you're gonna get arrested, and uh, she would yell for the cat. Yeah, monkey butt. And one time, one time this lady was jogging, and my <laughs> wife had her window rolled down, and yells at the lady, monkey butt. <laughs> but also, if
7: you just see someone driving yelling monkey butt, and you don't realize, I would assume okay, she's probably calling for an animal if you have a half a brain. But can you imagine? Just picture a dude. Picture you going down the street just yelling. Mon- I saw Rick Stacy just. Saying monkey butt over and over again. What's wrong with that guy? John
6: kids screaming that garbage.
4: All right, uh, let's see. (laughs) Did you know the average liter or bottle of bottled water contains around 240,000 detectable plastic fragments, according to new research published this Monday? And I
7: noticed you have a big plastic bottle of water behind you because you don't want to drink out of your... Thermal anymore?
4: Um, my Stanley Cup. But the water tastes like
6: metal. That's not the plastic one. He's got the big juice box of water. The paper no, he's one. got
4: the plastic what's one. What's this? No, I don't know what that's this a is. juice box. Oh, what's over by the printer behind you? What do you mean? It's a plastic box. Not mine. Oh, whose is that? I don't know. Hmm. They probably heard our. St- story last week about plastic bottles and didn't drink it. But uh, like, So is it plastic from the bottle or is it just stuff that's already in the water? Um, I don't know. They were able to find microscopic bits of plastic called nanoplastics by probing samples with lasers and were tuned to make specific molecular discoveries. Scientists have known for years there was plastic in water, but not to this extent. The average is about 300 particles of plastic per liter of water. Oh, my God. Whoa, at what point do I turn plastic?
5: Right. (laughs) I don't know, man. There's only one water that's cool, crisp, and filled with 100 times more plastic than any other water, and that's Plastic Springs bottled water. Yep, this water comes from lakes, rivers, and streams, flows into our factory, and gets packed full of big hunks of plastic, just the way you like it. My kids just love Plastic Springs bottled water, right, buddy? It's the pieces of plastic that makes this water... Extra tasty. <laughs> yep, after a long day of
9: playing, my kids need to hydrate and fill their bodies with plastic, just like
5: every kid. More Plastic Springs bottled water, please! <laughs> Coming right up! So reach for the water that's fresh, tasty, and filled with big pieces of plastic. Plastic Springs bottled water. It's the good stuff your family will go for. In stores now. Wait a minute! Who are you? The
3: Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack.
12: Children, get out of this room immediately.
3: On 105.9 Sunny FM.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.